everybody. Welcome back to uh, take two of the Worlds Collide podcast episode eight. Um, th- this guy over <laughs> here. Well, I know you from somewhere, man. Billy. Billy. Billy yeah. Idol. Yep. 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 Everybody's idol. Oh, I always <laughs> wanted to meet you. <laughs> I'm Michael Moore. Hello, guys, and welcome back. Um, I said take two for a reason. We've already done this. <laughs> <laughs> we did all of this last night, and wanted today is uh, April eight, April eighteenth. We wanted to have it up and out to you guys today, so we did it all last night, and realized. Most of the audio was missing, so. Now, specifically, she shut me up. <laughs> I gotta do it somehow. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, for whatever reason, my audio didn't didn't come through. Uh, but uh, regardless, here we are. Yep, and we have a lot to say about a lot of things, y'all. So. Uh, this could be a long one, so grab your drink, grab your snacks, get comfy, relax, and let's talk. And let's and start. Buckle your seatbelt. Yeah, buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> we might make a few folks mad with a few things today, too. So let's just get in here and see what happens. <laughs> it's like a bad science experiment around here, y'all. <laughs> and let's start by talking about something that's been talked to death about. But we haven't gotten a chance to address it yet, so we're going to address it now. We're going to talk about the Will Smith-Chris Rock situation. Slap heard across the world. Yep, that would be it. Now, (laughs) guys, let me clarify. I used to be a very big fan of Jada's. I used to be a very big fan of Will's. Yet. I have seen a lot out of both of them the past few years that really kind of disturbs me and kind of eh, turns me off a bit. And l- let me clarify. I believe in defending the people you love. But. Of course, there had to be a but. A big old but. Yeah. Will went too far. Words are not justification for laying your hands on someone, no matter how mad it makes you. That's not the way this is supposed to work, Will. Yeah, especially when that guy's at the bar and you cross the table and... Oh, <laughs> We're talking, talking about, about Will. Will, not you, darling. <laughs> that is another story for another time, guys, and... Uh, I, I think one day we may have to just do a whole story time podcast and, and let me spill the dirt on Michael for you guys. Mm. So No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, on a serious note, I, from my understanding, Chris Rock did not know about Jada's alopecia. Uh, if he did, then that's absolutely the a shitty, horrible joke. But still, does not justify the use of physical violence. Sorry, it just don't. Uh, I, uh, me, on the other hand, I can kind of see both sides of that. 
I can I can understand that because of course, like we mentioned earlier, I've stepped up a few times when I probably shouldn't. But <clears throat> anyway, long story short, uh, I think what we saw was a lot more than just defending honor there or or whatever. Uh, well, if you'll notice, I think there's a lot of he was laughing until he saw the look on Jada's face. Yeah. I think there's a lot behind the scenes that uh, I think what we saw was a man that's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and uh, Chris Rock just happened to be the one that he took it out on. Yeah, and I I can see that. You know, it's well known Jada has cheated multiple times. Um, She had him sit down and do that interview with her where basically she was telling him while it was all his fault that she screwed somebody else. Um, and you know, and me and you had this conversation in private. I've I've always thought he probably felt like he was trying to live up to Tupac for her. Mm-hmm. And I think he even made a statement about that in his biography that he felt like he had to, you know, live up to to Tupac. And Jada, sweetie, if that's the way you're making him feel. That's incredibly unfair. You're destroying them from the inside out. And I think somebody may be speaking from a little bit of experience there. And that's why I feel comfortable saying this to Jada. Um, There was someone I loved dearly that I lost a long time ago. His name was Chris. And I know there's been times Michael felt like he was having to compete with a dead man. And you can't, yeah. you, you can't compete <laughs> with a dead man. It's just, Will can't compete with a dead man. Nobody can compete with somebody who is gone. It's just not possible. And I've told Michael this. I never meant to make him feel that way. But I can see where I did. And so now I try to be more careful about it. And what I say and how I say it and, you know, the context of how I say it, all all of that. And, you know, Chris was Chris. Michael is Michael. And while they have a lot in common, they're both two very different people. And Michael is the one I've dedicated myself to. So that's kind of what Jada needs to look at is, okay, Pac was Pac. Will is Will, two totally different men, and Will should not have to compete with Pac. Don't get me wrong, y'all. Huge Tupac fan here. Love the man. Oh, mm. uh, from a writer's standpoint, the man was a fucking genius, y'all. But Will is a genius and has in his own right and has his own talents. And Jada really needs to nurture that. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, the as bad as I hate to say it, I, and I don't know a whole lot about their situation, just what little bits and pieces I've seen. But what I did see was almost, uh, I kind of feel bad for Will uh, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, excluding the Chris Rock thing. Uh, looking at, you know, before that, <clears throat> because the, the bits and pieces that I saw was pretty much her telling him that he was going to be okay with the things that she had done. Um, and that he was going to take responsibility for her cheating. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, pretty much. 
and uh, that he was just pretty much going to have to deal with it or else. And that's not how this works. <laughs> it shouldn't be anyway. No, it shouldn't. Uh, I, I, I felt bad for him. It was almost like either I can accept this and deal with it and take responsibility of it, uh, you know, on myself. Cause what it seemed like was, you know, he was taking responsibility for the things that he had done wrong in their past. And he was taking responsibility for the things that she had done wrong in their past. Yeah. She was taking no responsibility. Yeah. And that seems to be a, a running theme with her. You know, it's always everybody else. You know, I I've seen her, address this stuff and say you know this is on me i did this she says that but her demeanor says something totally different mm-hmm. so you know and but the one hero in the whole slap thing was chris rock yeah the man handled that shit like a pro y'all that was a true professional doing his job. And, you know, if it had been anybody else, anybody besides Will Smith, they'd have been arrested. The Oscars would have thrown them out right then and there. But for some reason, they let him stay. And the reason he did not get arrested is because Chris Rock chose to be the bigger man and not press charges. So, Chris, hats off to you, guy. It just, oh, my Lord. You handled that so much better than I would have because it would have been like, I know you didn't just lay your hands on me. I'm not going (laughs) to pick a fight, but I'm not going to back down either. And the last person that thought she was going to walk up and slap me like Will Smith did Chris Rock picked herself up off the floor. I ain't no Billy Badass, but I'm sure gonna let you know I was there. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I've never really been a real big uh, Chris Rock fan. I mean, just not just not a fan of his, you know, nothing against him. But I will have to give credit where credit's due, and he did handle that <laughs> amazing, because you know, <laughs> his response, I had to pull it up here to make sure I worded it correctly. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. And that, then, that was his response. And then he goes me. on hosting the show like a pro. Like yeah. nothing happened. Me, I mean, looking at the way I would have handled that in a professional manner, you know, all decked out in a nice fancy place. When he came up, slapped me, the next thing you would have seen and heard was. Yeah. He got the shit slapped right back out of him. Yep. <laughs> And then I would have drug him back to his seat and put him in it. But <laughs> and then, of course, we would both got kicked out, which brings us to another thing. Why didn't he get kicked out? That- I know they said they asked him to leave, but been anybody else, you wouldn't have asked. You would have drug him out by his left arm. Yeah. You know? Well, there's been conflicting stories. I've seen <laughs> stories that... <laughs> what was that? That... Uh- I know I'm leaving that in. <laughs> he he dropped his mind and it sounded like a freaking earthquake, y'all. Uh, scared the crap out of myself. I know the look on his face. Oh my god, we got to hurry up get the filming room set up so that when stuff like that happens, they can see your reaction. <laughs> uh, that's a reaction they don't need to see. He's flipping me off, y'all. How rude! Rude, I say. 
But no, I have seen conflicting stories <clears throat> about as far as whether or not they asked Will to leave. I've seen stories that said they did, and I've seen other stories that say, no, that was just a rumor that was started. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. But either uh, way. Everything that I've seen said that they did ask him. But either way it know. goes, even if they did ask him and he refused, if it had been anybody else, they'd have had him escorted out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, they would have drugged me out by my left arm or my ear. Yeah. Something. And so <laughs> I, I'm not understanding why it was so acceptable to everybody for him to do this. I've seen so many people saying, yes, King, defend your queen. Screw that, people. I'm sorry. Yes, like I said, I understand the desire to defend your loved ones. But there's a line that shouldn't be crossed. And, and there's a time and a place. Yes, exactly. And that wasn't it. And, you know, like a lot of people pointed out, Will Smith has a lot of young fans that were watching that they see him number one commit an, act, commit an act of violence and number two sit there keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth you know i guess it say that here because as far as i know we don't have no little little youngins that like listening <laughs> you know but he knows darn well that was being televised in a way that being put out in a way that you know Little kids everywhere. Everybody was going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just really disappointing. It was really disappointing and disheartening. And Chris Rock is a better person than I am because if I didn't slap him back, at the very least, his ass would have went to jail that night. Out of press mm -hmm. charges. And and let me let me make this clear also. You know, cause it seems like really siding with Chris Rock here. If Chris Rock knew about her condition, that was fucked up. Yeah. It shouldn't happen. He should not have went there. I'll be the first one to say that. And, you know, if he knew about it and he still went there, then he kind of brought that on himself. If he didn't, and which I don't, I honestly, I don't believe he did. Uh, I've seen statements that he supposedly made saying that he did not know. Yeah. And, and if he didn't know, he did the same thing that musicians do. Musicians look out at the crowd. They see what they react to, you know, this, that, and the other. And they feel the crowd out as to what song to throw in next if they're not, you know, they may loosen up on their set list and go, okay, you know, hey, they're really getting into this style or, you know, let's do something like this and see how they react. I'm sure that... Uh, more than likely, comedians probably do the same thing. You know, they play the room. They yes. look around and go, okay, what, you know, what can I pull? You know, well, all right, let's go back to the musicians. You try to find, you know, people in the crowd and go, okay, this person would relate to this song. So let's pull this one out and make them feel like they're part of the show. Yeah. Same thing with, uh, I'm sure, with comedians. You pick people in the crowd and you pull something from them in, you know, maybe you'll make fun of them. Maybe you'll cut up something, you know, uh, you know, have jokes about something to do with them or whatever. In a lot of ways, you know, I'm sure most people that would make them feel like they were part of the show. You know, hey, he singled me out, you know. Um, <laughs> so if that was the case, if he was just playing the crowd. He was doing what comedians do, you know, best of my knowledge. Well, and Chris has done that with, different celebrities for as long as he's had a career 
and here's the thing. Yeah, a lot of them didn't like what was said. Some of them thought it was, you know, got a kick out of it. But the thing is, and even if he did know her about her alopecia, again, words are not justification for physical violence. It wasn't like he was sitting there threatening to harm Jada in any way. So, you know, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? What do you think of the whole situation? Just, you know, let us know in the comments. What's your take on the whole thing? But while y'all are doing that, I've got another couple of examples here of people crossing lines. And uh, Michael's yeah. wanting to say something. Yeah, real quick before you move on, though, what we can't forget that we brought up in the in the first podcast that we recorded that doesn't exist. Yeah. All the times that Will made jokes about Uncle Phil. This is true. Will built and, a career making bald <laughs> jokes. And I'm going to quote two quotes off of Reddit. Uh-oh. Some, he done somebody, went down the Reddit rabbit hole. We import yeah, now, y'all. Somebody put up a video of all the times that Will made jokes about Uncle Phil's baldness and weight, might I add, mm -hmm. on the Fresh Prince. All right. Now, I'm not going to start this up, so I don't know how long it is or know anything about it, but looking at the top comments, keep my uncle's name out your mouth. Yeah, we go. And... <laughs> Uncle Phil just slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> so, there we go. And, and, and that's a good point. That is a good point. It's all fun and jokes till it's aimed at Jada. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little two-faced, a little hypocritical there, Will. Sorry, but it is. Uh, like I was saying, we do have two other examples, and, and these are a little bit more serious examples of people crossing the line uh the first one is a man in new jersey what was his name Gray? something gene vincent victor vincent something i think like I, vincent i'm uh, pretty sure it was vincent he is looking that up i am looking that up let's see i will have you a name in just a second. Vincent Jean, 56, of Elizabeth, New Jersey. There we go. Oh, Mr. Vincent Jean apparently has a little bit of a temper he doesn't know how to control. And thinks he's highly entitled on top of that. He was in traffic 8 o'clock in the morning on a one-way street and stopped at, at, at a traffic light. Decided he didn't want to sit there. So he proceeds to back down this one-way street. As he's doing so, he hits another car. The driver of that car was a 23-year-old woman. She stops, gets out to take pictures because he was going to do a hit and run. So she was trying to get pictures of his tag before he took off. He decided that was justification to run this woman over. Not just once. But twice. He hit her and then backed over her. What the actual hell? Over a fender bender. And I'm going to find the footage and insert it somewhere right along in here. 
now that you guys have watched that, what you're saying, and, and there is some weird stuff with this in mine and, mine and Michael's heads. So there's something off with this. That footage came from a neighbor's security system. Caught the whole thing, but every news outlet running this story is giving pretty much verbatim the same details. They're showing the exact same footage. And what is weird with that footage is if you watch after he first hits her while she's in her car, after he first hits her car, she pulls over to the left side of the road and she gets out. Well, all of a sudden it's like there's a jump cut because suddenly her car is nowhere in frame and she's standing in the middle of the road taking pictures. I want to know what they cut out there and why. That's just a little, it's odd. Yeah, it's, it's like a like a jigsaw puzzle with some of the pieces missing. It's like, yeah, are they necessary to make the puzzle make sense or are they not necessary? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very, very strange. And <clears throat> on top of that, this guy... I want to know why he felt the need to take a fender bender, why he was so alarmed at her taking pictures of his tag to escalate it to attempted murder. What was That's he a afraid? Good question. He, I mean, fender bender, you know, I, I've seen some people say, well, maybe he didn't have insurance, this, that, or the other. Okay, so a fine for not having insurance is more terrifying than going to prison for attempted murder? Uh, hello? Yeah. yeah. Hey, what the yeah. hell is going the through this? Penitentiary versus paying a fine. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think once this all works its way through, and more than likely, my guess is a lot of the details are kind of vague because of court you know, legal proceedings or whatever that are going to be taking place. Uh, maybe they're withholding a lot of the, a lot of the evidence until it goes to court. They got a feeling there's going to be a whole lot that comes out on this. I mean, because this dude didn't do this for no reason. Well, a, a lot of people have been saying that and have speculated that this was possibly a domestic violence situation gone wrong. However, this young woman's family has put out a statement because uh, last I checked, she was still currently in the hospital. She was in critical condition. She's actually stable now, but <clears throat> her family put out a statement thanking, you know, the neighbor for turning over the footage, the school bus driver that stopped and tried to help, um, the police, you know, all that. And they also felt a need to clarify no, this was not a domestic violence situation. Our daughter did not even know this man. So apparently some people have been claiming it was a domestic violence situation because I don't see why her family would have felt the need to say that if people hadn't been speculating that. But I, I don't know. The whole thing is just very strange. And I'm going to try to keep up with it. But you know how a lot of the news stories like this go. You hear about them, and then you don't hear anything else about it. So, I'm going to try to see if we can keep following that and see see what goes on with this. And, you know, best wishes to the young woman that was injured, and we're wishing you a speedy recovery, hon. And for Mr. Vincent Jean, 
Get your road rage under control, man. Ain't no sense in all that. Now. Yeah. I was sitting here reading a, uh, found a, another news article on the situation that's, uh, was actually put up today. Hmm. Uh, but I'm not sure how legit this is. Uh, it's New Jersey 101.5. Uh, let's see. Keep in mind, we're not says, from Jersey, so we don't know what's reliable yeah. news sources there and what isn't. Uh, supposedly, Gene uh, is now charged of violently running over 23-year-old woman three times on the front lawn of an Elizabeth house after they had been involved in a fender bender. When the woman started taking pictures of the vehicle because she thought Gene was going to leave, he drove at her with his as she ran for her life. Okay. During an interview with investigators who showed him a video of the incident, Gene said he didn't see Scott and that his car slipped, according to officials. Really? This is not... This is not the first time that Gene has been accused of using his vehicle as a weapon. In October 2007, Gene was charged in Wayne after he purposely drove a 2004 Ford Ranger into a Honda motorcycle while someone was sitting on it in the rear parking lot of a Costco store in Willowbrook, Willowbrook Boulevard. Why has this man still got a license? Yeah, really. Why has he even got a vehicle? His vehicle should be impounded, taken away, license gone for life, done. But one issue and I have. Say it. Well, let me interrupt you there. Okay. Gene pleaded guilty in 2009 to aggravated assault, causing severe bodily injury. A judge granted him pretrial intervention with a sentence that he served on weekends. Are you kidding me? Wow. That judge should be held responsible for what's just happened to this woman then. This is bull. But but what's Ooh. confusing me with what you just, the article you just read, I mean, at this point, you guys have seen the video footage because I've inserted it. I did not see him hit her three times, only twice. Well, he actually, well, I don't, don't they even see he... the, two, the two times because, the, you know, the news cut that off that was a little too graphic to show but hey guys future mandy here um i was just getting that footage of the road rage incident for you guys and you know we we stated in the podcast that uh the news actually would not cover you know will show when he actually hit her uh, i found that footage and in the process actually found footage that shows it from a different angle and shows him hitting her and I really debated on including this but I think it needs to be included to show just how far this man went and how vicious this was so I'm about to drop that in here if that is something you don't want to see fast forward turn your head you know whatever you need to do just wanted to give you guys fair warning and lord help me if any of this poor girl's family sees this i'm so sorry but i am including it to show how vicious this man was and that he needs to be punished very harshly so fair warning guys here it comes
Yeah. The, the way the story read, they said he hit her and then backed up and hit her again. Mm-hmm. Backed over, backed over and hit her again, I think is the way that they worded it. So that would be three times forward, backward and forward. Um, let's see. Uh, well, okay. I, they, they've started a GoFundMe for. Well, I help. was kind of taking that as he ran over and then backed back over. So that would have only been two times. Uh, he was going forward when he hit her the first time and ran over. Mm-hmm. And it was my understanding that he then backed over. Yeah. And then hit her again. That was my, my interpretation of it. Hmm. That's not the way I was interpreting it. But, you know, everybody interprets everything different. But a GoFundMe for her? Uh, yeah, it looks like, um, looks like they're trying to raise $100,000 in which they are $73,938 on the way. Awesome. Guys, I'm going to include the link to that if any of you want to help this poor girl out. Her, her and her family going to need it. Morgan miraculously survived her terrible ordeal. However, she has three fractured bones in her neck, oh a broken God. femur, a lacerated liver, broken ribs, severe back injuries, deep gashes over 60% of her body, oh my and God. severe injuries and road rashes. Oh, that poor baby. <clears throat> to add insult to injury, the insurance company informed her father that they could not pay her medical expenses because her injuries weren't from an accident. They were in- intentionally inflicted. Oh, so wait a minute. So now <coughs> you pay all this money to insurance just to get told that when somebody else does something out of your control, you're on your own? You know what? I, yep, does it say way. the name of her insurance company? No. I really want to do some digging. If I, you know, after we get done recording this, I'm going to do some digging. If I can find it, I will include it and let you guys know who this shitty ass insurance company is. And to that insurance company, I say a big F you. And and keep in mind that this this story is that I just read from is off of the GoFundMe page that was supposedly um, set up by James Carey. Um, according to this story, it starts out that hello, my name is Detective Darren Williamson. I'm partnering partnering with Elizabeth Port Presbyterian Center to organize this fundraiser for Morgan Scott. So. That's that's who this comes from. Whether it's legit or not, I don't know. I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Um, and she is a city employee, so that that would make sense that you know other employees of the city would pull together, you know, something. Oh God. So she she's gonna have issues the rest of her life. Those kind of injuries, you know, she she can heal. But a lot of those injuries are going to leave their mark for the rest of her life. And she's only 23. Yeah. And uh, they do I say that she is covered by state health benefits. Uh, that's well, offered that's to city good. workers. So said she has coverage. It just depends on what coverage she has. Uh, adding that each plan has plan has nuances. Um, that's That's according to... The Elizabeth Mayor. 
Chris Bowage. I guess is how you pronounce that. B-O-L-L-W-A-G-E. Uh, no, all, all our best wishes to her and to Vincent Jean. Fuck you. I hope they fry your ass. Yeah, some, something needs to be done. It, uh, it's, it makes no sense to me why you would take something that far. Um, unless he had something, you know, really go wrong and really snap. You know, either way, he needs some help getting that. Uh, hey, he away. definitely does not need a license again. <clears throat> he does not need another no. vehicle. It just needs to end now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of people going too far, again, this one is a cop, okay? And before any of y'all that, you know, back the blue come for me, let me tell you something. I have relatives that are law enforcement. My best friend is a sheriff's deputy. Okay, I don't take issue with cops in general, but it is foolish to support the cops and not acknowledge there are bad eggs. Absolutely. There are bad cops. And if you don't believe there are, I'm sorry you've been living with your head in the sand because there are. And this guy is a perfect example. This took place in Soddy Daisy, Tennessee, and a lot of y'all, if you've been around my channel, you know, I grew up around Tennessee and Alabama, and I know exactly where Soddy Daisy is. I've got some friends there, and a woman named Shandell Marie Riley, age 42, was pulled over by police officer where did his name go uh he's hamilton county deputy daniel wilkie and daniel apparently has this idea that everybody is supposed to convert to his religion and has made a habit of during traffic stops and, and such telling people okay i can give you a citation i could take you and you allow me to baptize you right here now, or I could take you to jail. I'm sorry. You know, it's fine for everybody to have their own religion, but to give people the option, convert to my religion or go to jail is bullshit and supposed to be against what this country was founded on. And yet this is what he has done to multiple people, including Shandell Riley and Shandale just happened to decide to sue. Now, she was found dead, um, what day was it? Last Wednesday. She was found dead in her home, and they're not saying, you know, whether they suspect foul, foul play or what. That remains to be seen. I know a lot of people are already jumping straight to... Well, she had a history of drug use, so that's what it was. And while the other side's jumping straight to, oh, the cops killed her to shut her up. We don't know any of that, people. So, no speculation. Let's stick to the facts here. That we have a cop that thinks he is so much better than everybody else that he can make up his own rules and his own laws and force people to convert to his religion. He went so far as when he pulled Shandell over that night, he stripped down to his underwear. 
to baptize her in the lake they were close to. The Saudi Lake. I am sorry, no cop has that right. But he gave her the choice, jail or be baptized. That is an abuse of power, if I have ever heard of it. And then I find out that she's not the only one he's done this to. He's done it to multiple people. And the way I understand it, his higher-ups knew he was doing this and did not a damn thing to rein him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, what the hell? It appears, I found a... Uh, United States District Court, Eastern District of Tennessee at Chattanooga, uh, a court document <clears throat> that states that uh, February 6, 2019, around 9.50 p.m., uh, Wilkie pulled Riley over in the driveway of her ex-mother-in-law, uh, Diane Smith's home, blah, blah, blah. He searched her two or three times, and one of those times... Um, Decided to get a little handsy. Uh, looks like uh, supposedly touched her crotch, uh, or was uh, let, let's see how, how it was worded. Inappropriately touched her crotch. Is how it's worded. Uh, Jesus. And proceeded to tear her car apart. So, so she endures all of that, and then is told, "Jail or allow me to ba baptize you," and strips down to his nasty drawers. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I include pictures of Mr. Wilkie here. And I've tried finding him on social media. I can't find him anywhere. But if anybody from around that area is listening and you happen to see him or know him, tell him we said fuck you. <laughs> you have no damn right. Yeah. A badge does not give you those rights. I don't give a yeah, damn who, who the hell you do you are. think you are? You work for the people that you serve. You're no better than them. And, and who... Mm, I'm trying to think of a way to say this without offending a whole shit ton of people. But I'm just going to say it because I was raised in Christianity. I have heard... So many Christians use their religion as justification for some of the most off-the-wall bullshit. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being a Christian as long as you are not weaponizing it. This man was weaponizing his religion. And I'm sorry, I don't care what religion you are, whether you're Christian, Muslim, Jewish, atheist, what and I don't care what you are. You have no right to force your beliefs onto someone else. That badge does not give you that damn right. I completely agree. It does not. Uh, uh, apparently, hmm. Mr. Wilkie thinks it does. Yeah. I swear to God, if a cop pulled that shit on me, I would go to jail for damn good reason. I'd either go let's to see. jail or get shot. One of the two. Uh, uh that goes off into a different, uh, different thing. But I thought I'd found some more information on it, but I didn't. 
Well, I did reach out to a couple of people I know in Saudi Daisy, and they they didn't want their names put out there, and I'm going to respect that. But they did confirm that it's been known for a while that he's done this to multiple people, and everybody just turns a blind eye to it. And let me ask you this, too. You know, when you get baptized in the church, I've been baptized. Y'all may not believe that, but yes, I was. And no, the water didn't boil. <laughs> but the preacher don't even strip down to his damn drawers to do it. What made this little piss ant think that any woman wants to see him in his drawers? Is he that damn conceited? What kind of a sick freak is he to think that it is acceptable to strip down to your drawers and force a woman you don't even know into the water with you? That's a good question. I, I'm sorry. That is some sick ass shit. Oh, okay. I need to hush on this subject now because I'm getting, I feel my blood pressure. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I did not know this about this case. Uh-oh, what? Uh, let's see. According to Local 3 News, April 14th, 2021, updated April 14th, 2022. Supposedly, we're learning new developments in the case against the Former Hamilton County Deputy Daniel Wilkie is accused of excessive force, rape, and forcing a woman he oh, was arresting yeah. into baptism. I did not know about the rape charge. I know what he did with <clears throat> Shandale as far as the baptism and stuff happened in 2019, if I remember correctly. Let me... Yeah, 2019 was when that happened, but I did not know about rape accusations. Yeah, I'm get, trying to get down into this a little further and see. Uh, but what this story is about was the case falling apart because people were backing out. Um, <clears throat> I wonder how many people he threatened. Yeah, good question. Because like I said, it's not just this particular woman who accused him. It's been multiple people accuse him the from what I have been able to gather. I'm not going to say my information is concrete, but I do believe it. So, so the lawsuit stems from a traffic lawsuit stems from a traffic stop involving six minors and claimed Wilkie groped the female teams and conducted a strip search on a male team. A strip search? Yeah, it's the latest and move in a case that's had several twists and turns since 2019. There are a lot of plaintiffs, a lot of defendants, a lot of lawyers, a lot of witnesses. Uh, uh, let's see. Wow, he's worse than I thought he was. They, they don't oh really go God. into detail explaining where the rape charge comes in at. Uh, so we'd have to do more research on that. So well, if it's, sure. if it's one of the minors, they wouldn't. They can't. Yeah, true. That's true. So, and, whoo, this is just ridiculous. Now, a lot of people are thinking that it's all going to completely fall apart with Shandell's death. But according to her attorney, her two children can step in as plaintiffs on her behalf. And I'm conflicted on that. Part of me really wants these kids to pick this torch up and run with it for their mama. 
but part of me would really understand if they didn't because this is a lot you know dealing with what this dirty cop and that's what he is he's a damn dirty cop i i'm not going to say he's a christian because real christians wouldn't run around doing that shit he's not a christian he's a dirty ass cop a pervert a low life and a piece of shit and these kids are having to deal with what that piece of shit did to their mother already and now having to deal with her death I could understand it if they didn't want to keep going through it. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, the New York Times. So, uh, take it at face value as to how you feel about the New York Times. December 11th, 2019. Tennessee Sheriff's Deputy indicted on 44 charges, including rape and stalking. Rape, extortion, stalking, and assault. And oh. has previously been accused in lawsuits of false imprisonment, child molestation, and forced baptism. Wow. I, you know, let me see. Did he, is he, was he even placed on leave? Or is this another case like the other situation that took place in a little town I know about where they kept the damn dirty cop convicted of murder on the payroll. Um, do you see anything about that, Michael? I'm sitting here scrolling through stuff. I don't see anything about whether or not he was kept on payroll. Uh, I know one of the stories I ran across said something about former deputy or, or something of that nature. So, hmm. But uh, the the news stories are all over the place because this has gone on for so long. So you, right, you're talking a like second, a three-year span of yeah. stuff happening. Okay, oh, the, and another deputy witnessed him stripping down to his undies to do a forced baptism. I found uh, what the information on the felony rape um, and misdemeanor assault actually come from from what i'm understanding a different stop where he performed a cavity search oh at, my during the stop God. so oh here we go here is what uh miss shandell riley had stated went on um He pulled her over. Wilkie told Riley to get out of her car, searched her for about 20 seconds, and handcuffed her. During the search, Riley alleges Wilkie inappropriately touched her crotch and asked her to pull up her shirt and shake out her shirt and bra. Wilkie found a marijuana cigarette on Riley, but found nothing else in her car. Next, they discussed religion, according to Riley's allegations. Wilkie asked Riley whether she had been baptized. He allegedly told Riley that God was talking to him and he would write her only a citation if she got baptized. He also allegedly said he would speak on Riley's behalf in court if she went along with the plan. Hmm. Wow, so he wow. pulled the whole God is speaking to me <clears throat> thing. Oh, you sick son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, I hate people like this so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so freaking bad. 
And on one of the articles I seen about this, I actually saw somebody defending him. What, was he in the wrong for trying to save her soul? He wasn't trying to save her soul, you dumb prick. He was trying to get laid. He is a sick, perverse motherfucker. Sorry, I'm done. I'll shush. <laughs> I, I, this, this kind of stuff just infuriates me so badly. This is an um, atrocious, egregious abuse of power. And here's Tom with weather. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see why I love him. He, he's about the only one that knows how to reel me back in. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, coming up for Tuesday, we got a big new storm. Coming <laughs> uh, and it's not going to get any better, people, because we're moving on from this. And I'm about to go into talking about the situation in the Ukraine. Yeah. And um, while we're talking about that, I also want to call out a special Facebook prick. <laughs> so, as far as the situation in Ukraine goes, we've kind of dodged talking about it a whole lot because we both, especially me, have some very, very strong feelings on the situation. Um,. That's yeah, that's kind of an understatement, just to be perfectly honest. <clears throat> what is bothering me is I keep seeing the other governments around the world sitting back on their asses watching this go on. And they use the justification of, well, you know, the threat of the nukes. Da, 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 da. People, don't you get he's going to do that anyway? The Ukraine is just the start for him. He's holding the whole world hostage. How long do we allow a terrorist to hold the entire world hostage while he murders at will? Yes, that's that's the best uh, the best description of it. While he murders, because that's exactly what's happening. I mean, when you're intentionally targeting and slaughtering civilians. The hell needs to rise up and fall down on you when yes. that happens. I mean, that's just yes. the best way I know to put it. I mean, for God's sake, they were telling people they'd have safe passage at one point, at one evacuation point. And there was at least one family there that had little kids in the car. They allow them to think they're letting them leave and then just open fire. That's sick. That's sick. I understand, and that's that's the same fate that the uh, the carload of journalists faced as well. I think they had let them through the checkpoint and then opened fire on them. If I remember right, that's how that played out. Well, and you know, for those of you who want to, you know, support Putin, and I've seen a few, and I'm going to bring up one special son of a bitch here in a minute, but. Think about it this way. He's hurting his own people. A lot of Russian soldiers have said they didn't even know where they were when they took Chernobyl. They didn't know that's what it was and realized the dangers they were being put in by being at Chernobyl. So do y'all really think this power-hungry tyrant gives a damn about his own people, much less the rest of the world? Do you really think he's not 
going to hold those nukes over everybody's heads as long as he's getting to swing his pecker and yell, mine's bigger? That's what it's I, all about, him getting what he wants. And he knows how to play the game. Um, <laughs> he knows how to threaten. And and I don't know, it, it just the world knows what he's got and that he's obviously unstable. And I can see, I can see trying to avoid a nuclear, a nuclear um, disaster, and that's what would happen. Yes, because if he sends something up, there's going to be retaliation. It's, it's just going to, it's going to go back and forth if somebody can't shoot no more, and that's not going to be a good day. But with that said. If he would do it in retaliation to somebody stepping in and helping the Ukraine, I have no doubt that he would do it anyway. Well, and he's made vague threats about doing it anyway. And what was it he recently said about if other countries kept providing the Ukraine with financial support and weapons, there was going to be something bad happen? He's giving, he's making veiled threats is what he's doing about going ahead and doing what everybody's worried he's going to do. This man is crazy. He's going to do it. It's just a question of if he does it now or later. And until he does it, why does he get to hold an entire world hostage? Why does he get the, to slaughter babies? The, the way Al Jazeera put it, Russia has warned the United States of, quote, unpredictable consequences. Should the U.S. President Joe Biden's administration continue to transfer weapons to Ukraine? That's according to the Washington Post. And and see, don't get me wrong. I voted for Biden. But right now I am so disappointed in him. It's (laughs) President Biden and the people advising him are smart enough to know this man's going to continue this as long as he can and that he's eventually going to do it anyway. So why do you sit back on your asses and watch children die? Deal with this now. Where does, where does it end? Where does, where, at what point should the rest of the world step up and say, okay, enough's enough. I mean, my opinion, it should have already happened. Where's NATO? I'm, yeah. Well, <clears throat> as we, we talked about last night, and I, I had that pulled up last night, I can't remember right off, but uh, it, as far as, you know, how long the Ukraine have been trying to become a member of NATO, which, you know, NATO used the excuse of, well, they're not a member of NATO. Well, if I remember right from last night, what was it we said, 15 years? Yeah, like 2009? Yeah, 2008, something like 2009, that. something like that. Why? Why uh, have they not been allowed in? That I'm not sure, but you know, at that point, you would think that they would have gotten at least a yes or no, <laughs> I instead am, of just still being dangled on the hook. You know, you know, don't don't take this wrong, y'all. I'm not just calling out President Biden. I'm calling out the all. Everyone involved in NATO, all the leaders of other countries that are sitting there going, this is wrong. Oh, God, this is wrong. But still sitting on their ass, twiddling their thumbs while babies die. 
I don't understand. And I, I've tried to. And I can, you know, like Michael said, I understand being worried about the risk of a nuclear disaster. But this man has made it plain. He's going to do it at some point anyway. When is enough enough? I've always heard the U.S. doesn't negotiate with terrorists, but isn't that what you're doing right now? Yeah, because that's, that's what he's been at this point. The Ukraine did, the, you know, as far as I know, as far as I can tell, everything I've read, looked into, researched, the Ukraine did nothing to bring this on. So they're the victim here. Oh, and and that that's another thing I want to point out. I have seen a lot of, mm, and I'm just going to call it like I see it, a lot of Trump supporters yelling, this is fake news. It's not even happening. It's fake news, fake news, fake news. Or yelling, if President Trump was here, this wouldn't be happening. Okay, shut this up with that crap. This should not be about President Trump. He is irrelevant at this point. This is should be about the current administrations. And if you really want to drag Trump into it, let's look at his history with Putin, well, shall we? It's well documented how many times he said he admires the man. What a genius the man is. And that he has asked for favors from him at least twice that are well documented one while he was in office and one in the middle of all this crap going on asking him to get dirt on the Bidens and you people want to kiss this orange baboon's butt that man the fact that he is willing to do that in the middle of all this proves he does not care about the Ukraine or the US otherwise he cares about his own agendas Yes, otherwise he would put his own political agendas to the side to focus on what's best for the Ukraine and the U.S. citizens, but that's not what he's doing. And something that I want to put in here, too, um, <clears throat> looking at it from a, you know, from a political standpoint, you know, which, in my opinion, then this is going to sound completely out of touch with what I'm fixing to talk about. The fact that Putin did this when he did, I don't think has anything to do with the leadership he is, who the president of the United States is at this point. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Okay, I've heard, uh, I've heard, seen, read, you know, comment sections that just that really and truly blew my mind uh, what some people can come up with. But I've seen a lot of people on the side of saying that if President Trump was in office, he wouldn't be doing this. I disagree with that. I don't believe it has anything to do with whether Biden or Trump is in office. Here's what my thoughts are on it. If you look at the state of the U.S. right now, you look at the far left and far right, there's very few in between. I myself consider myself to be right smack in the damn middle of it, looking around going, when are y'all going to to stop this. Yeah. But uh, it, you've got like an extreme right and an extreme left. And I will have to say, both sides are extremely passionate in their beliefs. But they're so passionate that they're willing to sacrifice. They're blind. Yes. Okay. 
So here's, okay, I'm going to put myself in Putin's shoes. If I've had my eye on this prize for a while, and, we and I'm just waiting for the has. perfect time to do it, I'm just waiting for the perfect time to do it, and I look around and go, you know what, this superpower over here that I may have been concerned with, they're in such a shit show disarray because their people hate each other. They can't even get along to sit at the same table at dinner. Yep. Families are splitting up because of political. It's funny you mention that because, uh, let's see. Yep. Oh, uh, what was it? Hmm. Yep. You're going you're gonna to have to cut this out. <clears throat> i got to find this. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and when did we lose our balls? When did the U.S. lose its balls? It's... I mean, there's always, of course, been contention between, well, I don't know if that's the right word. I guess you'd say some some frustration, some animosity between the right and the left. But it's never been as great as it is now. And when it started boiling and going toward that point, I think that's when we lost our balls, our honor. Everything. And to fighting each other. Yes. Well, it's to the point now, and, and I remember growing up as a kid, my grandparents and my parents both believed in two totally. They were both, one, one side was Republican, one was Democrat. But they could sit down at the table together and have a conversation about it and not disown each other. And each side could look at their candidate and go, well, okay, he's got this going for him. But then if he made a mistake, if he did something blatantly wrong, like we have seen number 45 do, they call him out. Now it's you cannot even call out the candidate you support on a screw up because you've just got to be right. Or out of fear that the rest of the party is going to turn on you. <laughs> like I said, I voted for Biden, but guess what? Oh, I can't believe I'm about to let these words Yeah, I'm trying mouth. to remember what I was saying. I feel dirty saying them. I used to be a Trump supporter, y'all. Believe that or not, I was. But then I sat back and I watched and I listened. And no, I've had some, was it you said some people, particularly one person, tell me, Oh, you listen to CNN. I don't watch fucking oh, yeah. CNN. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've watched him. 
and I listened to what he had to say. I watched his tweets. I watched what his son had to say, and I did my own research and came to my own conclusions. So, yeah, at that point, it was like, ew, what the hell was I thinking supporting this piece of crap? And then I supported Biden this time. But just because I supported him does not mean I am happy with the way he's handling the Ukraine situation. It does not mean I won't call him out, out and say, hey, I voted for you. You are letting me the hell down right now. Get up off your ass and do something. Okay, I can't really find anything legit about it. So right off. Uh, oh, God, yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And that's not what journalism is. Journalism is presenting the facts of the situation and you know a lot of y'all know I'm a writer when I was younger I wanted to use that writing as a journalist so I took journalism courses everything and the first rule we were taught was you present the facts of the situation you keep your personal opinions and feelings to yourself that's not what happens no that's not what happens anymore. And it's it's gone so far to the point, both both sides of the aisle, you know, I've seen Democratic journalists and conservative journalists caught putting out information they knew was false <sighs> as long as it supported right. their party's right, narrative. Go on with it. I'll, I'll... Do y'all not <clears throat> think that other countries I'll find a way that to maybe throw it in there. watch us and have an agenda are not are not watching this stuff and going ah come on now all right well we had a <laughs> a quick break that we had to take there um so i'm going to try to come back in where we had left off yeah um yeah <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> but anyway you know we were talking about the news sources and and things like that um <clears throat> Some of the the news sources, and I, I'm probably going to make a lot of enemies if I hadn't already. Oh, I'm sure this, we probably made a few people mad. Well, I mean, and if we did, sorry, you know. But this this is the way I feel. I, I'm going to speak my mind here. Like I said, I'm kind of in the center, looking out on both sides, going, "Y'all all need to really shit in." But <sighs> one news station in particular which is Fox News, uh, has Tucker Carlson. Oh, my God. Which is mm. such such an apologist, I guess, is the probably the best description I've seen uh, uh, for Russia. You know, and don't get me wrong. I have nothing against Russia. I have nothing wrong against the people of Russia. Just Putin. It's those that support Putin and that support the invasion of Ukraine. Those are the people I have a problem with. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of citizens, obviously, from, from what we've seen, 
that do not agree with what's going on. There are a lot of citizens that have family on the other side of that border. There are a lot of them that have been having horrible stuff done to them for speaking out against this. So to those yes. Russian people, bless you, and you're in our thoughts, and I wish I could change it for you. Yes, but where I'm going with this is... It's my understanding. I wish I could find the, the story real quick, but I'm not going to waste a lot of time trying to dig it up. But it's my understanding that the Kremlin wanted Tucker Carlson. that <laughs> basically said that he was must-watch TV. Oh, um, my God. Yes. Um, so that, that says a lot when we have an American news channel that, you know, the guys doing all this bad shit in Russia or in Ukraine are kind of getting behind saying, yeah, these guys are telling it like it, you know, we want you to hear it. Obviously it's that twisted. Uh, but <laughs> you know, you're talking about Tucker being a, an apologist. I mentioned earlier there, there's somebody I wanted to point out and this guy's name is Rex Pyron. I'll put a link to his Facebook profile if any of y'all want to check it out. I've kind of kept my mouth shut about this guy for a while. I'm assuming he's from Alabama, but he's one of those keyboard warriors that likes to get on here and say all kinds of nasty crap, but make sure all his information's hidden. But since he's always commenting on Alabama news posts, I'm assuming he's from somewhere in Alabama. And of course, his profile picture is him and says exposing friends to extremist views everything i've seen him comment on as far as this war in the ukraine goes it's always claiming that one minute he's claiming it's fake it's not even happening that it's the biden administration's way to distract us from something the next minute it's putting up stuff like this virtually everything about the ukrainian conflict has been a lie the decade or more leading up to the conflict has been either a lie or completely invisible to most of the world, too. Historians will have one more material to write, yet again, about a world tricked into cheering on one demon above another while the people continue to be slaughtered. The slaughtering in eastern Ukraine has been going on for about a decade now, and I realize it's not politically correct to say so, but I do see Putin as the most likely leader to end that. I'm also thankful that John McCain isn't around anymore, as he, along with the Biden, Kerry, Clinton, and Pelosi families, are directly responsible for this extended massacre. <laughs> Rex, fuck you, you're an idiot. Everything he puts up is supporting Putin and dogging the Ukraine. I have seen him put up some horrible crap, claiming that... um. Ukrainian officials are doping their soldiers. That the Ukraine has somehow done something to bring this upon themselves. Just and constantly back at Putin. And of course, he's a Trump supporter too. Go figure. This uh, okay now. This man is a joke, and y'all can just go scroll th scroll through his Facebook to see what I'm talking about. Okay, now what what were you saying as far as um, you know? The, what supposedly led to this or whatever? What, what was he saying? That, that's uh, whose fault it was? Oh, um, in this particular post, 
It was Biden. Uh, let me see. Let me go back down to it because I didn't scroll through some of his other bullcrap. This man is full of hate. He hates trans people. He hates gay people. Y'all could just go th scroll through his Facebook and see what I'm talking about. But let me get back to that particular post. Here it is. Um, it is the fault of uh, John McCain. As along with the Biden, Kerry, Clinton, and Pelosi families. Not mm, just okay. the politicians themselves, but their <clears throat> whole families. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know, there's one that's missing out of that. There was this one guy um, that was withholding aid and stuff from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, damn, what was his name? They tried to impeach him. Um, oh, no, never mind. They did impeach him. Yeah, oh, I remember he had a bad tan. Yeah, that that yeah. guy. Uh, if y'all remember, <laughs> Trump was caught on a phone call that was released publicly. You you can find it and listen to it. I listened to it myself. Where he was going to withhold aid to the Ukraine unless they helped him. Was it them or somebody else? It, it's some, they, yeah, it was Ukraine. One of the Ukraine to come up with... Uh, Bad, uh, bad, yeah, probably bad information, but information on uh, Hunter Biden, the Bidens, uh, from my understanding. Yeah, so Mr. Rex, again, a big F you from me to you. I hope you get hemorrhoids and crotch critters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what do you say we go off on a, a little more positive tangent? But before we leave that, I do want okay. to say to the good people in Russia and to the people in the Ukraine. On behalf of all of us that wish we could do more, I am sorry our governments aren't stepping up. I watched them put a baby in a mass grave the other day. That should not happen. In this world, in this day and age, that should not happen. And I am so sorry you're being so let down. And I know you need more than thoughts and prayers right now, but that's the best we can give right now. But we will keep trying to put pressure on our officials to grow a pair and do what's right. That's just, I needed to say that. And guys, okay. I will I will find some links to legit resources to give support to the Ukraine and list them in the description. So y'all go check those out, okay? Yep, I've got a. Let's see here. I'm gonna drop this in Discord for you, so you'll have it later. But the. Uh... Yes. The top link in that link tree will take you to a support Ukraine donation through merch. And it's uh, the band Ginger. That's what I was getting ready to get to. I'm sorry. Stole my thunder. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, actually, I'll, I'll come back to them. There's a couple other that, others that I was going to uh, talk about real quick. Kind of go off on a more positive note on the same subject. Uh, get a little bit I'll get off of the politics part of it because me personally, it may sound like I enjoy this, but I 
freaking hate politics. I can't stand it. Oh, just to preach, be perfectly honest. Preach. <laughs> and I, it's it's kind of one of those necessary evils that I just I wish everybody could find a middle ground and agree on something. Yeah. But everybody's so far divided now. I don't know that that'll ever be possible. But anyway, moving on from that. Uh, a couple of things on the music end, you know, for those of you still still listening and that, that uh, know a little bit about me, I've got a background in music, uh, played for quite some time, and I've always been a music lover. Um, <clears throat> but ultimateclassicrock.com has a uh, an article on a song that was pretty influential when I was a kid. Um, they did have music back about. then. <laughs> they did, did have they? music back then. They even had TV and music videos. MTV played music videos. That's selling our age right there. Yes. When we know that MTV actually used to play music videos. <laughs> MTV played music videos. I watched this one many, many times. Um, but there was a very influential song back then. So influential that there was actually rumors that the CIA had something to do with some of the lyrics in this song as propaganda. Oh, wow. Yes, I didn't know that until I, I got either. doing some digging into it. Uh, that supposedly has been completely obliterated and proven to not be true, from what I understand. Been debunked. But, but that, that was uh, a conversation that was had. Um, but... One of the biggest things for me out of it, you know, a lot of the song refers to things that happened before my time, uh, some things that happened during my time. Um, but one of the biggest things that, that played out in the video was the fall of the Berlin Wall. And that was a huge moment in history during my lifetime. And for those of you, you know, probably already, a lot of you probably already know which song I'm talking about, or which band I'm talking about. It would be Wind of Change by... Scorpions. Scorpions. Now, um, for for you young ones, we have we do have a little <laughs> bit of a younger audience in in some demographics, and uh, and true, Michael, you need to explain the importance of that song from when we were a kid to what's going on with it now. Well, back then, you know, it, it was a song about. I mean, the lyrics tell it better than I ever could, so. You just have to listen to it, but it was I will a song include about, links to the song. Yes. It was a song about change. A song about throwing out the old ways, the wrong ways, and starting fresh and building new as unified. And peace. Uh, yes. Um, who would have ever thought we could be so close like brothers? I mean says a lot um, but the the entire song calls for peace it calls for unity it calls for it points out the things that were being left behind that were being undone that song stayed the same since it was written now for, before you move on to what's going on with it now mm -hmm. let me ask you this you know the school I, I went to. You know, 
they wasn't cutting us a lot of slack when it came to listening to music we liked, especially <laughs> anything considered metal. Um, that particular song, though, they actually played it in our classroom. They played the video for us in the classroom. Did, did your school do anything like that? I, I'm no. pointing. I'm pointing this out just to show that this song and the events that went along went on during that time were so monumental that American mm -hmm. school teachers were encouraging kids to watch a German band and to pay attention to the lyrics. And for just a little while, it was like the whole world was re was united for this one thing. And that song was like our mantra. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, that, that song came out around 1991. Um, but, of course, like I say, a lot of the things that happened were, you know, from history uh, up until that point. But for the first time since 91, the first time that I'm aware of, Scorpions have decided to change the lyrics of this song. And uh, that's pretty big, for, a, in my opinion, for a band who's, who's played this song for that many years. And that song was that's so iconic. That, yes, this, that iconic, that monumental, to change the lyrics. But, and I'm going to quote a... Uh, ultimate classic rock here, but uh, when the band kicked off their Las Vegas residency on March 26, they dedicated the classic rock track to the people of Ukraine. Quote, this song is calling for peace, frontman Klaus declared that evening. Tonight, I think we shall sing it even louder. The band debuted a slightly modified version of the song with the Russian references omitted. August 1989, Scorpions played at the Moscow Music Peace Festival, a two-day concert in front of 100,000 people. It was that experience coupled with the fall of the Berlin Wall that originally inspired the song Winds of Change. Before we came to Vegas, I was thinking about how it feels to play Winds of Change the way we used to play for so many years, the singer explained. I thought, it's not the time with this terrible war in Ukraine raging on. It's not the time to romanticize Russia with lyrics like Follow the Moskva down to Gorky Park. You know? I wanted to make a statement in order to support Ukraine, and so now the song starts with, Now listen to my heart. It says Ukraine waiting for the wind of change. Waiting for the wind to change. And listening to the live version, I think it actually says Ukrainia. Um, but that that was pretty monumental in my opinion. Oh God! Change yes. that up, and and says a lot about their their support. Now for, for you, Ukraine. for you younger ones, in case they didn't teach all this in history class, the fall of the Berlin Wall was one of the most monumental events at that time, and. Well, we we discussed this last night in the podcast that will now never be heard because the audio got screwed up, but um, they had released a um, released that album 
in a set with a piece of the Berlin Wall. And my teacher actually bought that and brought it into class. And I don't know how to describe the feeling, number one, of watching that wall come down. And number two, seeing a piece of it right in front of me, a piece of history I could touch and be proud knowing that my generation, slightly older generations, were all a part of this good moment in history. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know about the Berlin Wall, if you're still in school, tell your teacher you want to know. If you're not still in school, do your research, do your homework. It was a monumental moment. I was 10 years old when Mr. Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. wall. Yep. And the world at the city hall. Well, since then, two other presidents have come, each in his turn to Berlin. Today, I myself make my second visit to your city. We come to Berlin, we American presidents, because it's our duty to speak in this place of freedom. But I must confess, we're drawn here by other things as well, by the feeling of history in this city, more than 500 years older than our own nation by the beauty of the Grunwald and the Tiergarten. Most of all, by your courage and determination. I come here today because wherever I go, whatever I do, ich hab noch keinen Koffer in Berlin. Our gathering today is being broadcast throughout Western Europe and North America. I understand that it is being seen and heard as well in the East. To those listening throughout Eastern Europe, I extend my warmest greetings and the goodwill of the American people. To those listening in East Berlin, a special word. Although I cannot be with you, I address my remarks to you just as surely as to those standing here before me. For I join you as I join your fellow countrymen in the West in this firm, this unalterable belief, as gibbet nor ein Berlin. Behind me stands a wall that encircles the free sectors of this city, part of a vast system of barriers that divides the entire continent of Europe. From the Baltic south, those barriers cut across Germany in a gash of barbed wire, concrete, dog runs, and guard towers. Farther south, there may be no visible, no obvious wall, but there remain armed guards and checkpoints all the same. Still a restriction on the right to travel. Still an instrument to impose upon ordinary men and women the will of a totalitarian state. Yet it is here in Berlin where the wall emerges most clearly. Here, cutting across your city, 
where the news photo and the television screen have imprinted this brutal division of a continent upon the mind of the world. Standing before the Brandenburg Gate, every man is a German separated from his fellow men. Every man is a Berliner forced to look upon a scar. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Tear down this wall. Also known as the Berlin Wall speech. With a speech delivered by United States President Ronald Reagan in West Berlin on June 12th, 1987. I found earlier probably one of the most iconic pictures from the wall coming down and i remember this seeing this picture as a kid and seeing the video that this picture was taken from um one man standing on top of it as others are tearing pieces off mm -hmm. and i will include that picture somewhere right in here and what the world needs is another moment like that when we are all coming united. together for a common good that's what the Ukraine needs right now. Yes. We don't need to be Republican. We don't need to be Democrat. We need to be human. Yes. We need to be human first. And put differences aside. Or <laughs> I mean, I, I, hate to, I hate to put it this way, but who's to say we wouldn't be next? Because with us being this divided, it wouldn't be difficult. And not only that, I don't want to see another baby put in a mass grave anywhere. Absolutely. So, put pressure on your representatives, your senators, and put pressure on them will hopefully lead to them putting pressure on President Biden and the powers that be that make these decisions. If you're listening from another That's country, the key to it. yes. If you're listening from another country, I know we have some listeners in other countries, including in Russia. Figure out who your reliable leaders are, your honest leaders, and put pressure on them. And to those of you that do listen from Russia, again, we we don't blame you. And we hate knowing you're in the middle of this. Absolutely. So. But. <laughs> so props to. To the guys from the Scorpions. I will include links to both versions of the song. So you guys can hear it. It is tr yes. truly beautiful. <clears throat> and definitely listen to. The transmission at the end of it. The space transmission. Yes. Uh, because that that just sets it off. It, it says it says what we need to stop and think about at this point in time. I'm not I'm not going to quote it. Listen to it. On another note, still on the music the music scene. I'll try to wrap this one up pretty quick and move on to my final of, of the three in music, uh, where Ukraine is concerned. It seems like. Um, <clears throat> A Ukrainian singer, in which I need to do some some 
investigating of this gentleman because I'm, I'm not familiar with him. Uh, obviously, he was on tour in the U.S. with his band Boombox um, and had to abandon that to serve his country. Uh, he is Ukrainian. Uh, and if I was to attempt to, to say his name, I would probably butcher it. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because um, I wouldn't want to do that. But he recorded an acapella version of himself singing uh, a verse from a Ukrainian anthem, which was um, written many years ago. And the way I understand it, it was kind of a anti-war anthem, if, if I'm not mistaken. I don't quote me on that, but I believe that's uh, what it was considered. But it seems like somebody heard this and was pretty impressed by it. Um, and decided to put some music to it. Uh, and I am trying to find, let's see. Y'all can hear his keyboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can hear, you can hear my keyboard, uh, keyboard going. Let's see. Mr. Thunder Thumbs over there. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find out how long it's been once again since they had released the song and I had it on the tip of my tongue. There we go. Okay. I had it on the tip of my tongue until I started to go say it and then blah. But, uh, Anyway, this band heard this, or, or one of the the members of this band heard the version the gentleman did a cappella, and decided music needed to be put to it. So they get a hold of them, and it just so happens this gentleman is in the hospital at the time, from what I understand, from uh, shrapnel wounds, uh, in which it also stated in one of the stories I read that he was back out uh, and back fighting for his country. Um, that's the last update I've heard on him, but, uh, this, this gentleman got in contact with him and said, you know, Hey, we came up with some music, you know, we want you to listen to it and kind of give us a, a yay or nay. And he liked it. So for the first time in 28 years, Pink Floyd has put out a new song to back this gentleman's uh, that says a lot. Acapella version. Uh, it's called Hey Hey Rise Up. So take a listen to that. Like I say, first thing Pink Floyd's put out in 28 years. Uh, so that's that's pretty powerful in itself there uh, for an iconic band like Pink Floyd. Oh, yes. Uh, to, to come out of pretty much a, a retirement just to do this. Uh, it says a lot about how they feel. And moving on to what uh, Mandy kind of stole my thunder on earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, a band that I had have just recently really started learning about. And don't get me wrong. I don't know a lot about them. Uh, I've heard a few of their songs. Um, but very interested. Uh, they seem like phenomenal musicians. Um, Ginger. J-I-N-J-E-R. 
um, is a Ukrainian band that some of you may or may not be familiar with. Um, but one of their members had put up a month ago a message from Ukraine on their YouTube channel where he was in Kyiv and recorded a video. You know, it was shortly after everything started breaking out. And I haven't seen any updates since then other than um, some of their merch being put out as um, <clears throat> as like a Ukraine donation support. Yeah. Uh, so so they're taking these the money they're making off of their merch and, and donating it uh, to Ukraine funds to help help in that area. Uh, so hopefully, you know, hopefully those those guys are doing okay. Uh, like I say, it's kind of yeah, kind of troublesome that there hadn't really been any updates that I've been able to find. Hopefully, there are updates out there somewhere, but I'm just not seeing them. Um, but you know, they're they're pretty kick ass, and uh, like I say, they all their tour dates have been canceled um, and everything else. So. Um, if, if, you know, anybody's got any info on that, you know, get a hold of us. Uh, I'd really Share like to with know. us. Yes. Yes. I'd, I'd really like to know on that. Um, uh, but like I said, the last thing I'm seeing on their, you know, on their YouTube page was a month ago. I uh, will and, include their link tree in the description down yes. below guys. So y'all absolutely need to check it out. But I think that's about all I've got. And they are, uh, on napalm records it appears um and they do have an official north american store uh, along with an international store so that's that's one potential way to help uh you know if that's let's see uh okay march 20th uh it looks like march 20th on their facebook page uh, dear friends, over 11,000 donation teas sold uh, in the last few weeks. Your support not only helps so many people in need, but sends a much-needed positive sign that they are not alone. The first donations totaling 10,000 have already been sent to a bomb shelter in Kyiv housing, uh, awesome. housing and protecting 300 people and a Slovakian human humanitarian convoy collecting urgent medical supplies, food and clothing to be delivered, uh, for refugees so that's that's kind of what they're using using the funds for so that um, is awesome and and they're providing pictures so i mean it it sounds like they're in, still in the thick of it uh, hmm. but yeah our thoughts like i say go out to to all those that are having to live this um we talk this about nightmare it. they're living it Yes. Yeah, it, it's one thing to sit here safe and sound in our, our own home and talk yes. about it. It's another to be someone that's in the middle of it. I, I couldn't imagine. I, I, don't, I really couldn't. I don't. I, I don't no, I, I don't. I believe 99% of us probably couldn't couldn't fathom it. Couldn't, you know would have no idea what that experience is like. Fortunately, you know, we're, we're fortunate to be able to say that extremely. 
you know, I, I remember as a kid thinking by the time I got to this age, stuff like this, I, I knew it would never completely go away, but I, I thought it would be dealt with and squashed much quicker than the way things are going. I, I just thought that people would have evolved enough, our leaders would have evolved enough to for this not to go on this long. Yeah. I guess and, that's being a naive kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think back on something, one last thought and, uh, and I think I'm done, but on, on this subject, but one thing that comes to mind and he would be so disappointed that I remember my grandfather saying my grandfather served in world war two. Uh, he was drafted into the military. The way I the way I understand it, I don't think he actually joined. I think he was drafted in. Uh, drafted in, excuse me. Mm. But um, he was he was on the ground. He was army. Um, he was a grunt. And of course, being drafted in, he was on the bottom of the bottom of the totem pole. Um, <clears throat> he I know he spent time. Uh, I remember him talking about the Philippines. I remember him talking about Pearl Harbor. Um, there were some points in time he would not talk about, and I didn't dare ask him about, because uh, there was a reason he didn't talk about them. Oh. But one, yeah. one thing that always stuck with me and that will stick with me until the day I die, that he told me one time when I was... You know, I was asking him questions about, you know, World War II and stuff. And he would, he loved to talk about, you know, the guns on the ships, you know, because he, while he was on the ships transporting, he tried to learn everything he could about the guns and stuff. He was, you know, uh, fascinated by the power that these ships had and stuff. So he was trying to learn as much as he could about them. Um, uh, but one of the things that I remember him saying was whenever, you know, it would come time to say something about stuff he saw or something like that. He said, I did what I had to do. So hopefully my kids and grandkids would never have to. That's a powerful statement. Yep. Oh. And here we are. Yeah. All right, guys. We are going to take a minute to collect ourselves. And while we do that, we're going to leave y'all with a message from our sponsors. Be back shortly. Another sponsor we have today is, as always, as every day, is CM Stars Creations, our parent company. One of the best ways you can support us, go over, check out the CM Stars Creations website at cmstarscreations.com and you'll find a lot of great merchandise some you know directly related to the podcast as well as some that's you know centered around my channel around michael's channel uh, just a variety of things including some handmade goods such as wine glasses candles things of that nature that fall under our homestead farm and gifts side of 
CM Stars. So make sure you go over there, check out CM Stars Creations. Again, that is cmstarscreations.com. Folks, if you really want to support the podcast, there are a number of ways to do that. You're doing run one right now just by listening. That's always always a great way to support but if you're looking to take that support you know that that little extra mile there are a number of ways to do that and there is a link to give you that number of ways simply head over to our website worldscollidepodcast.com and head over to the support tab there you'll find a whole list of ways to support us whether it be patreon one-time donations monthly subscriptions uh shopping on cm stars creations subbing on youtube listening following following on twitter following on instagram or checking out me or michael on any of our socials or our websites you will find links for every bit of that and i assure you no matter how you choose to show your support for us and the world's collide podcast we are ever so grateful no one form of support is more important than the other they are all equally important and equally appreciated so thank you very much and again head over to worldscollidepodcast.com um yep bravo is giving my foot a bath (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> just it, go with it <laughs> it feels it feels dirty and it feels wrong and it's happening under my desk and it's creepy just go with it <laughs> okay guys we are um back and if yeah i'm i'm disturbed um our cute little dog bravo is under my desk giving my foot a bath suddenly he's got a toe fetish Oop. <laughs> um, freak freak but guys, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, sponsors or, or ways to support us, um, just just a quick thing here. Did you guys know we have a Patreon? No. Uh, <laughs> you smart aleck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, you know, a lot of y'all know we are the founders of CM Stars Creations, and we have some big plans for CM Stars. We um, want to use it as a vessel not just to improve and better ours and our family's lives but also other people's lives the ultimate goal is to give more people from the online community some job opportunities give some disabled people some job opportunities we've already kind of started on that and eventually at some point open an animal shelter as well and a lot of other things we we still got to sit down and record a video for the patreon truly explaining all the plans that we have but i'll include a link to that y'all can go over there and check it out you know i know things are tight on everybody right now we don't expect anybody to you know just hand us money or support us you know what we're doing monetarily there's other ways to support us you know just kind of share tell people about it spread the word about the patreon the podcast all that good stuff every bit of it helps but if you do find yourself feeling the urge to become a patron we do have some nice benefits going on over there so yeah y'all just go take a look at those 
Absolutely. <clears throat> and as Mandy said, you know, no, we don't expect anything. We're just putting it out there for you guys. Cause you know, we've had people ask us before how they can, you know, support yep. financially and, uh, stuff like that. And we're just putting it out there. So you guys are aware of it. We're not expecting anything. So, uh, anything Absolutely. we do get is appreciated. Very much appreciated. And, and as you, you heard Mandy say, we've got some really big long-term goals, um, that, you know, would really like to make short-term goals, but you know, a lot of that's just going to depend on how things go and we'll get there eventually one way or the other. So. Yep. Cause we don't plan on stopping. That's one thing about us. We're like a dog with a bone. Once we get started, we ain't going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad imitation I'll, of doggy. I'll bite you. <laughs> I might like it. Freak. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of, well, I'm not going to say that. We're moving, I'm just going to say speaking of freaks. We're, we're moving on to something uh, happier. Um, and do not take what we are about to say as us in any way, shape, or form now being fans of Trisha Paytas or supporting the, the bad things she does. But we do want to send out a congrats to her and Moses. They had a gender reveal party and they're having a baby girl. And, you know, I can have an issue with an adult all day long, but I'm not going to have an issue with their child. And a baby is a thing to be celebrated. So big congrats to Trisha and Modis, Moses. Bah, bah, bah. I, we really sending you the best wishes. Hope you're pregnancy, labor, delivery all goes smoothly and you come out of it with a beautiful, healthy, happy baby girl. And also, big, big, big congrats to Miss Britney Spears on her pregnancy. I am so happy for her, uh, you know, getting out of that stupid conservatorship now to do mm -hmm. the thing she wanted to do for so long to to have another baby. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. I, I'm so happy for her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. She, she seems to be, have been getting a little wild. Uh, but I guess that would come from, you know, being cooped up, so to speak. Oh, she's finally getting to be her and do her yes. and do all the things she dreamed of doing. And I say, gone girl, do it. All. That's right. Do it all, baby. <laughs> That's uh, right. Speaking of babies. Any of y'all that have been around a while, y'all know about our precious little bug. I'll put a picture of her up somewhere right around in here. And she is the daughter of our oldest daughter, Miss Amber. There's a picture of her. But our youngest daughter, little Miss Desi, is going to give birth to our second granddaughter any day now. And that little one's <laughs> name is going to be Ivy. So we are yep. tickled to death. So we, we will keep y'all updated. And she's a, you know, our, our oldest daughter told her little sister, you know, don't let them near her. They're going to make her <laughs> rotten. And um, I say to that, hell yes, we are. And we earned that I right. I not what you speak of. Little bug could commit <laughs> murder in front of you. <laughs> And you would not, she wouldn't even have to have a reason for it. She could just say, Papa, it was fun. And not only would you overlook it, you would help her get rid of the body. Tell the truth, you do not very well. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all, that, I have no idea what you're talking about. that baby gets away with murder with him. Trust me. <laughs> and Ivy will, too. And well, How can you resist? Oppa. Yeah, that's why she says it to him, which especially when she... <laughs> all right, like if I tell her no about something, she'll go to him, Papa, just as sweet and innocent. <laughs> and whatever I told her no about, he'll be sure, honey. So, oh. yeah. Hey, I want you to listen to that woman. She don't know what she's talking about. Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's about what he does. Yeah. This child will call my phone to ask for him. <laughs> True story. I'll answer the phone and all I hear is, Papa, really? Do I not exist? See, you may have stolen Little Bug, but Ivy's mine. <laughs> you stay away from her. But to our daughters, yes, we're going to spoil our grandchildren and we're going to enjoy it. And we earned that right. So live it's with what it. what we do. Live with it. We love you, but live with it. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, here's another good thing I want to talk about. Well, it's in my eyes, it's good. I know some people won't think it's good, but, you know, to each his own. Uh, Shane Dawson is working on a podcast. He announced that a couple of months ago, but I, I've seen him talking about it more. He's got an Instagram set up for it. I'll include a link to that. And um, I'm just really ready for more Shane content really ready and i'm looking forward to this podcast and y'all best believe the day it drops i be listening <laughs> so shane not that i'm impatient or anything sweetheart but uh come on with it hurry up <laughs> yep hurry up <laughs> <laughs> now there's a couple of things about us we wanted to cover and then we're going to get into the big situation um but uh some of y'all know, some of you may not know, we do have other channels. Michael has a YouTube and a Twitch channel. I have a YouTube and a Twitch channel. We do some fun things over there, and we have a Discord that we have a really great community in our di our Discord. Our Discord family is, you know, they love aggravating each other, particularly me, for whatever reason. <laughs> grid, Grid, Darth. Not looking at y'all, but yeah, looking at y'all. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they're great people and very accepting and loving and it's a good time. So, you know, our other channels are mostly gaming, but there is some other stuff thrown in. So, you know, check us out. You know, stop in, say howdy, whatever. Drop in our Discord, say howdy. I do have a Discord started for the podcast, but I'm still working on putting it together. And we've got a lot of things planned for those channels and for CM Stars Creations. Um, you know, we have our Homestead Farm and Gifts, which falls under CM Stars, which is a lot of handmade merchandise, um, candles, statuary, um, trinket boxes all kinds of things we've got new merchandise wine glasses i've got some new wine glasses coming that i think y'all are gonna love i know a couple of folks right now they're gonna love them and we've got some new books coming from cm stars publications somebody might have wrote a couple of more books that are coming out 
Not sure who that would have been. Nah, no clue, no clue. And we've got some new clothing coming and accessories coming out with our CM Stars apparel. So, a lot of things to look forward to. And we're cooking up some new series, some new content. So, yeah, just keep an eye out for all that. I'll include links to all these things down below. It's in the oven on 325. Yeah, it's, a, it's cooking. It's cooking. It's getting there. <laughs> All right. Now from talking about happy things, back to something I... Bleh. Ethan <laughs> friggin' Klein again. You know, he fusses about people talking about him. But Ethan, sweetheart, if you would just quit doing so much stupid shit, we wouldn't have so much to talk about. Thank you for the content. <laughs> I mean, really. yeah. yeah. He could keep drama channels busy for the next decade. The The man is ridiculous. Uh, what we are referring to is a little situation, a little scandal going on with Ethan this whole past week. Um, You know, over there on H3, they have Off the Rails, the H3 podcast. Um, H3 After Dark. They, they they have all these things, all the things going on, right? But this was off the rails. And um, Ethan has always had this habit of men that he wants to insult or doesn't consider as manly as him. But um, he he likes to throw the insult at them that they're a bottom. And which, for those of you who may not know, that that's a reference, a stereotype, mostly, uh, toward men in the gay community. And he had a caller call in during the podcast the other day. And, and this guy is actually a, a big fan of Ethan's. And he expressed that and told him, you know, you know, I'm, I want to say this to you respectfully. It used uh, Ethan's quote you know with peace and love i'm telling you this is offensive ethan proceeds to turn it all into a joke keeps on bottom this bottom that power bottom da, 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 and somewhere right in here and it's going to be a pretty lengthy clip i'm going to post the clip of what was said right about <laughs> now i'm calling i'm calling you back matt if you're watching i clicked the call back yep Sorry, Matt. I just clicked the oh. button, and then you said, "Oh shit." Oh, hey. Oh, that was did easy. You back? Yeah, yeah, we, we got. We, yeah, you're back. Hey, Matt. Oh, you guys are the best. We, wow. we heard you talking yeah. like the split second that you oh. didn't hit the drop the call. Yeah. Okay. So. okay, we're back. So, Matt, wow. what what That's do I got wrong? <laughs> so, first and foremost, because I know how south these calls can go very quickly, I want to establish my stance on Jim Charles and the diapers. Okay, and I think please. He totally, probably has a fetish. Oh, you don't think it's BBL? Mm, I don't know enough about the topic, but if I had to put my money on it, I think he probably just has a fetish. Is that the feeling, or is there any evidence to it's support? It's a gut. It's it's a gut a feeling. feeling. And you, so you think he gets um, off on wearing a diaper and do and soiling himself and all that? Uh, you know that's a little too far. I just, you know, I I I don't know. But I, my gut feeling tells me it's probably some kink. It's probably nothing else. <laughs> okay, well that's you interesting know. perspective, certainly. I just want to, I just want to come in strong on my James Charles stance. 
you know, that just so we can move on quickly. Good. Okay. Okay. Because I know you like a strong stance early on. Thank you. Well. Okay. So, now, no, and so, like, what? Oh, actually, I have have an update. I'm sorry, Matt. Like, what? Matt, regarding your yeah. comment about James Charles, upon further research, we've found that more websites say there's no diaper needed after a BBL. So it could be okay. that he likes what they call age play. Hmm. And he isn't a young folks. Well, we know James Charles has strong feelings about age. Yeah, exactly. Wow, sister snapped. Well, I know one thing. He's got to be real oh. embarrassed he accidentally included that. <laughs> Brutal. Okay, Matt. I'm sorry. Yeah. To, I'm sorry for the tangent there. So, what have I got wrong about top well, bottom uh, stereotypes there? Yeah. So, like, and this is kind of an ongoing thing. It just kind of um, it made me really want to call in today um, because, like, with you guys, just like when you guys were all you poor straight males, all you know, you a group of poor straight males having to discuss such a topic. I mean, you know, it's okay. I mean, you're not. It's 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 okay. I just wanted to get involved because, like, I know there's a lot of times it comes up where you bring in, um, where you often bring up people that you feel inclined. I know often you feel inclined to describe someone where you think they might be a bottom, and I I think that that's often a misconception that like bottoms may be passive or the. Well, I just like mean that he likes the partner. I, I just mean that he likes to take it up the butt. Correct. And but how can you know that about someone? Well, that was just a theory it. about because he was he wears diapers. It's just a theory. Oh let, no, I'm I'm moving on from James Charles. I'm sorry. I okay. don't care about James Charles that much. Well, like, he should be in jail. What, what do we? What, I mean, down that one. Yeah. What do I care about James? Charles? Okay. So, so I'm talking about sometimes. Like I think I I, I don't keep a running tally. I love you. I don't. I'm not keeping track of everything you do wrong. I'm not Keemstar. I don't have a document okay. on my desk. Um, Appreciate that. But like there, but there have been times. I think. I think one that comes to mind was maybe Jordan Peterson that you described as probably being someone that would be a bottom. That's okay. the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But like I've I've heard you at times maybe say like, oh, this is someone that might be a bottom. Um, and I think that sometimes, like, that's not oftentimes like a, a misconception. Like, like I think if you met like I'm gay. Let me. Let's just throw that out there. I and um and I mean I'm married, and I think like if you met me and my husband, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell which is which, and that's something that like you can't always tell, and it's like you might always think that the bottom and a power bottom is a good example. I mean we can get top, but like you can't always tell like who's the top, who's the bottom. So do do you find it offensive if I say by being like, oh he's he's probably a bottom? Is that the problem to make? Absolutely. It's offensive. Um, because it is, because it, it's, because it, 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 saying someone's a bottom in particular, I think is probably a bit troublesome because it, it kind of, I, it, it starts to kind of, gay men already, you have to, you have to deal with certain assumptions about femininity and masculinity. I mean, and I mean, I'm sure you understand that. I, you, I, I'm not going to throw out the whole. I mean, it is term. funny You're though. I just, You're I don't know. That, I think the problem is that the term "power bottom" is very funny to me, and sometimes it it's hilarious. And sometimes, you know, these these alpha men give power bottom vibes. They could be, but it's not I mean, a bad thing, yeah. right? It's not a bad thing. That's the problem. I think the. I think maybe the joke is the dichotomy of like their their persona of ultra masculinity 
but then like the joke being that they're a power bottom. But yeah, okay, like, I, I see your point. I, I it's didn't not find it, anything yeah. wrong. I like, see your point. For, as an, a good counterexample, like I, I found, I didn't find anything wrong with your and Brittany's usage when you guys were kind of throwing those things around. Like when you and Brittany were talking about it the other day, I didn't find anything wrong with anything you said that day. I, I mean, I'm, right. I thought everything there was okay. Matt, I will be more conscious of my use of power bottom. Uh, oh, I don't. Yeah, but I, I think it's more. I I think it's more okay. I just I think the ascription of like throwing out that someone is just a bottom, like because it 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 it, it just ascribing certain roles to people. I, I, yeah, if you, that's all I'm asking for is just be a little more conscious of it. I know you don't. I know you don't mean any harm. You never mean any harm. I'm but harmless. You 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 know your humor gets away from you. You're, well, you're let me ask you this, Matt. Is it possible? Yeah. Are, are are you are are so? Would you consider yourself a top or a bottom, or you don't do that la the labels? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there, and I mean this with all peace and love and with respect, Ethan. It's none of your business. Oh sure, I mean you can. That's a totally valid a uh, response. You don't have to answer because, the question because <laughs> because it, because from there. But you have a it. preference one way or the other. Yeah, and but yeah. that's the other, but that's another dangerous assumption too. Because can I a guess? Lot of gay men don't have a preference. Can I guess? So that's another dangerous stereotype. What's that? Can I guess what sh is your preference? You can. Will you tell me if it's right, if I guess right? No. Well, but oh. the, either How way, you would... How about this? How about this? How about this one? <laughs> you do a good job. You you try to learn from this and do better. <laughs> and then in five, six months, when you've shown some growth, then I'll tell you. Okay. Matt. Seems fair. Matt. The yeah. reason you're... Okay, you know what? I'm not going to get into it, <laughs> Matt. But I but we all know which one you you prefer. All right, guys, thanks for voting. Thanks for being here. Apologies to whatever his name was. Uh, apparently, I was homophobic to him. But uh, whatever. What can you do? We're, we're navigating the space together, right, guys? I learned what's a power bottom, though. For being homophobic to the caller? That's what... I don't think... I just saw a comment, but I don't think it's really... Yeah, why the comments in the middle of the show what are you doing what are you doing i just yeah i don't know whatever let's see i don't people say it was gross and disappointing saying you can guess if matt is a power bottom by his voice is so gross but i was right that was the point wasn't i he admitted yeah of course you were right and honestly just so over these fucking people shut the fuck up shut up I mean, I was just trying to make the call fun. Yes! It's a funny. fucking entertaining show! Shut the fuck up! Someone says, I don't know what's so up... So disappointing. Someone said, Grow I up! Jesus I, fucking Dan, Christ. Dan, Dan. I don't know what's up with Ethan today, but something's off. Bad vibes this episode. Shut the fuck up! The Unsubscribe! Fuck, Go away! Jesus Christ. Someone said, I remember... Now they're going back. I remember Ethan also asked ContraPoints if she... I got on bottom surgery and she had to explain it wasn't any of his business and that's not a question you should randomly ask a trans person it wasn't a random question it was actually an interview and i asked you fucking moron how dare i try to learn about the 
Yeah, and she said that it was okay. Yeah. Specifically said, just so you know, that's not an appropriate question to ask any trans person, but I'm happy to answer. It doesn't bother me. And that was an edited episode, and if it was uncomfortable, we would have taken it out. Well, I actually learned a lot from her. Yeah, so just... Someone said, I think Ethan feels... This is just the thread where everyone's Why complaining. Right? Yeah, just well, it's good. To, I think it's good to address it now. It's good. How, how many times you get the opportunity All right. to get into a controversy and then respond to it in the same episode? Yeah, you don't have true. to fucking talk about it next time. Someone <laughs> said, it sometimes feels like Ethan thinks LGBTQ plus people are exotic or something. It's super uncomfy. Yeah, I think y'all need to fucking... Do you think it's hard for a straight person to understand how it feels to always have people define you by how you prefer sex? Is that a valid criticism? No, because again, we... It's the... It's the context! This is a loose comedy show, okay? Like, it, it's... Ethan's whole persona is being a bit of a goof. That's why you guys watch. Like... It just, oh my god. So yeah, you're stunlocking me now. <laughs> way more than you're getting stunlocked. Like, I'm so fucking frustrated with these people. Get the fuck out! So wait, what was I, up. where did it even come, what was I saying? Who was a power bottom? It was the, how do we even get started in that? It, it was, oh, um, James Charles being a power bottom because he's wearing diapers. Yeah. Yes. Which is a funny, I mean, it's funny, right? I think so. And so then they said power. He called in to talk about power bottoms. So I don't know how it's always to define them about sex. That was literally the context of the conversation. I know what to say. If you think I'm not an ally, then like, if you think I'm not an LGBTQ plus ally, then how can you be? I mean, I don't. You mean uh, for you to be? No. You should never ask questions. You should you should treat them as pariahs. You should uh, and and always tiptoe around everything, especially in the context of a comedy show. You should never ask questions, and you should never joke around and treat people as equals. By the way, respect, Matt. I'm glad he called in. We had a conversation. Yeah, Matt was great. No problem. Yeah, no no problem. hate at all on that. I mean, he didn't seem offended either. Yeah, I don't know. I do think some of y'all are way too fucking sensitive you know, for the show to be just to be totally honest like people in this thread who are saying they're grossed out and whatever i think you're really i think this with peace and love you might be too sensitive to watch this show yep and i mean we're pretty pc in general too like it's Correct. a comedy podcast but i feel like we are pretty respectful at the same time um so, I don't know. I do. Th I think some of y'all are just too sensitive. Like, You're not a politician. I, I, yeah, exactly. And thank God for that. Thank you, AP, <laughs> by the way, for defending me. I feel like, you know, if you're watching this show and you're perpetually offended by things I'm saying, you may want to just stop watching, like genuinely. And I'm trying my best to learn when I can. And um, I did take and learn what I could from, from Matt, and I listened respectfully. But um, to say it's gross and disappointing, which is a comment I'm reading specifically, uh, is is just, I think you're too sensitive for the show. I really do. I'm sorry. I think you need to watch a more safe podcast. But, um, you know, I'm always here to learn and trying to grow. But that's just, that's just my opinion. Because, like, it is does get annoying with some of y'all getting offended all the time about about jokes that are, you know, not said with bad intentions.
Clap if you think they should suffer, somebody said. Well, they clearly want to suffer because they're watching this podcast yeah, every week. We don't want them to suffer. That's why they need to just That's why you need to stop politely go away. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad I'm glad we got to talk about this before the show ended. Because I don't want to go and then read a thread about everyone being like it's always the tip there's always the cycle of people go, I super offended and then people come in and they go, you all are so fucking sensitive. And then it turns into this whole civil war on the subreddit every episode. Like literally like clockwork. Yeah. You know, maybe we should just talk about this openly. Um, some, uh, some talk about just getting rid of uh, text posts on the subreddit. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be time for that. It might be time for that. It might be time because... Um, well, this person, for example, posted a picture of their own tweet. So this one wouldn't... <laughs> it's a nice little workaround. Like they're already working around. Like, let me pull up the post that I was reading just to show you guys. Yeah, I don't know if it would actually help, but somebody, somebody on the subreddit suggested that recently. I saw that and I kind of raised my eyebrow. I'm like, you know, would the world really be losing something if the H3H3 production subreddit... <laughs> I mean, it sucks to have anymore? to do that, but I think... Like, they, here, they posted a picture of their own tweet at me and tagging everybody. Come on, you talking about power bottoms is like me asking Ela if she likes it in the front or back. Does she ride your cock or, like, you pounding her? Respect, Matt. Not cool, dude. Love when you post your own tweets. <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess it will never fix the problem. If people want to bitch, they'll find a way. Okay, now that y'all have gotten to watch that, y'all kind of see what went on. And at one point, this caller, you know, Ethan even tries to pressure him into telling him whether he's a top or a bottom, this, that, and other. And Ethan caught backlash for this, as he should have. Almost immediately, people in, because this was a live episode, of, almost immediately, people were putting in his chat, you know, this is disgusting, this is offensive, Ethan, no. Instead of apologizing and realizing how offensive and crude what he was saying was, he he makes the statement, well, apparently I was homophobic to uh, the, the caller, what's his name? Um, his name was Matt, Ethan. Okay? <laughs> you said his name like 10 million times while you were trying to to make a joke out of him but then when your ass gets called out you can't remember his name it was matt okay matt i can remember your caller's name but you can't hmm something That's wrong with that sad. yeah it, it tells just how sincere everything is oh yeah and, and then after that dan has the nerve to tell the audience to shut the fuck up and unsubscribe. Okay, so now you guys have seen and heard all of that. That's all bad enough. And Ethan issues an apology on Twitter first. What got me about so, that is you made these shitty ass statements and showed your ass live. Why not make your apology? live and it was the most disingenuous apology i have ever seen and i'm not going to read it to you i will put a, a screenshot of it up up here but he didn't do that until after keep this in mind 
after he lost 10,000 subs because of his shitty behavior. Well, his and Dan's. I can't just say Ethan. Dan, Dan too. And the next day, he finally decides he's going to issue that apology during the live podcast. Another episode of Off the Rails. Was that Off Is the that Rails? Is that what you call that? Yeah. Apology? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I will insert parts of it right here. Two. Welcome, everybody, to a very zen off the rails. This is the uh, aromatherapy uh, session of H3TV, April 13. Off, off the rails. What? Off the rails. Today's off, off the rails. Off the rails. Yeah, off the rails. Mm -hmm. uh, peace and love on this very special calming day of h3 tv sponsored by off the rails off the rails <laughs> sponsored by curology honey and liquid iv thank you before we begin i just think that it's been a while since we've had a staring session mm. with brazzo brazzo of the healing gaze so i think before we get into the apology tour Everyone's mad at me again. Is that title Ethan gets uh, canceled again? Again, I, I got canceled again, again, again in yeah. all in all caps. Yeah, again. Yeah. So let's just have a healing session here. Oh, I need to play this right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So here, guys, take it away, bro. This is Barazzo. For those of you who don't know, he has a special ability people pay for this he's a guru from croatia mm -hmm. he heals with his gaze so let's just have a gazing session here today before we begin to yeah so cooler minds prevail just gaze into the eyes of brazzo if you would please a moment of silence go ahead and take that full screen ian brazzo Razzo. Razzo. Yeah, come on, we're having a ceiling session. Elephant in the room. <clears throat> um, last episode, people got really angry at... Uh, Let's say I made a joke that James Charles was wearing a diaper because he's a bottom. That, I guess, made people angry. And then <clears throat> a caller called in to explain why um, why that whole thing is offensive. <clears throat> and I made uh, insensitive r remarks and jokes to him. Oh, God, my name is trending. I told you it happened. Oh, it's Moon Knight. That's that's good. Wait, well, what? Because Ethan Hawke's in Moon Knight. Yeah, I thought it was you too. It's not you. Well, I see Ethan Hawke, and I then see I see me. In there, though. Yeah, there's too many famous Ethans nowadays. I can't even own my own cancellation. Damn it, Mr. Hawke. So, <clears throat> by the way, that's a pretty good show. I watched it last night. Pretty good. Moon Knight. Chance yet? Yeah. You know, like I've said on the show, I've been 
I've been kind of off the Marvel thing for a while, but I have to admit the trailer for it looked interesting. It's I fun. Like, I like Oscar Isaac. He's uh, and, and Ethan Hawke is awesome too. Yeah, sure. Ethan, please stand. We've been up. watching Atlanta. That show's amazing. Atlanta. Yeah, oh, I haven't watched I it. I've heard it's good. It's really good. Yeah. I'm procra. I'm putting off the the inevitable <laughs> here. So here's the thing. Like, I'll be honest. When I talk to the caller, I just I don't know why. I just couldn't really. Uh, I don't know why. I just couldn't really understand. But after I after the episode ended, I talked to some people that I trust their opinion, who have good inputs about this stuff. And they explained to me kind of what I said was offensive and uh, or they explained it to me in a way that I understood and kind of what I said wasn't appropriate and all this. And, you know, they they rec they explained to me that I should probably apologize and explained why. And I thought that, you know, I understood. So this is my heartfelt apology, which I'll read to you now. <clears throat> After consulting with people I trust who I value their judgment. To my LGBTQ plus fans, I am very sorry for comments on today's show. The sexualization of gay men and grouping of tops and bottoms is a stereotype that I'll be trying to unlearn. And apologies to the caller, too, who I shouldn't have pressed inappropriately. I hope you guys know I always mean well. So that's my apology. Some people accept it. Some people don't. That's fine. <clears throat> Keemstar, of course, has my number. Keemstar, a great ally to the uh, LGBT. Absolutely. Club. You know, this, this, this man has always been on the right side of things. So Keemstar is addressing his one LGBTQ fan. He says, to my LGBTQ plus fans, he's not sorry, just sorry he got caught. Bro, I'm on a live show. What do you mean I got caught? Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I'm on my own live show. I gotcha. It wasn't like a hot mic moment. I'm here. Right, right. I have been caught in 4K. Keemstar, who... Oh, oh, is this a new one? I haven't seen this. Ethan Klein has lost his mind. Have you guys seen his comments on gay sex? Just watched this T channel for the clips. Oh, he's denied no, and he watches the he show. He watched the show. Come on, bro. We know. I, Keemstar, <laughs> you know the bad guy, would never say anything this horrible. I was leg legitimately offended, and I'm not even gay. For everybody asking for the clips, I don't even know if I should tweet it. It's that bad. <laughs> he was just like questioning this guy if he was a top or bottom. And the guy was saying he was uncomfortable. And Ethan was like pushing it and saying shit. I know why. I know why you are. And he was basically making fun of him because he's gay. I swear to God, it's like so bad. <laughs> oh, there's a seven and then the seven minute compilation. Yeah, so... Shout-outs to our great champion. I didn't see those either. Yeah, I haven't. Like came straight out of his journal. Them. He's so sent. He's so woke now all of a sudden. I love that for him. I hope he keeps that energy. Yeah, I'm proud of him. Showing a lot of growth. Ah! Showing a lot of growth. Yeah, he has shown a lot of growth. This, this is good takes by Keemstar. I really like this new woke Keemstar. Hopefully this is a permanent change. But I, I, having said all that, you guys... And what I'm about to say now, having said all that, which I genuinely feel, and especially, you know, I was very insensitive to the caller, the whole pushing, the comment specifically where I was like, I could tell what you are based on your voice or whatever. 
very, very gross and bad, okay? Like, I totally acknowledge that. Um, and the whole bottom diaper thing, okay, I get, I, I understand now, like, what I said was offensive, but there are certain things I just got to be real about, I got to speak my mind on. Because as you guys know, the minute I stop speaking my mind and being genuine is when the show fucking dies, okay? Now, I've been forceful, I've been emphatic that, like, I don't know, two weeks ago, I got semi-canceled for the Will Smith thing. I was emphatic that no matter what, I'm going to always speak my mind, I'm going to be true to myself, and I'm not going to let any, anybody or anyone kind of uh, change course for, for what I think is right. And so there are some things about this that really rub me the wrong way. <clears throat> Let's start off, first of all, <clears throat> with what Dan said. Dan told everyone to fuck off and unsubscribe. I understand that made some of you guys angry. But I have to defend, first of all, a lot of people have been calling Dan a horrible homophobe, and that's just fucked. That's just outrageous. Anyone who watched the show knows that Dan's a good man, and I'm not going to fucking stand by and let people malign Dan like that. That's just fucking insane. I got to stand up for my boy here. You know, so much so that Dan, poor Dan just made a Twitter. How long ago was it? <laughs> Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. You yeah. deleted Twitter, right? I'm, I'm out. You logged in today. I mean, I, I was... I was sort of uh, harangued into uh, making one anyway. But you were enjoying it. You were tweeting. I was enjoying it, but yeah. The thing is, is that I, I, I get uh, very argumentative with people. And, um, you know, and I do want to say, I, I appreciate you saying that, Ethan. I do think that um, th I did not articulate my thoughts very well the other day. And I, I apologize to everybody that, you know, it, I think a lot of people that I was not referring to thought I was referring to them. Here's what yeah. I want to say, Dan, before you get too deep into that apology. Okay, sure. I do want to give you the chance to speak, but I just want to be fair to Dan because I'm going to say things that I don't think he'll say for himself. Mm -mm. Every week, we get fucking canceled and called out for something that we're not good enough for. We're not woke enough. Be better. It's always be better. Do better. I feel like an abused fucking stepson sometimes. You know, trying to navigate this space. It's like every week, be better. You got to do better. You got to be better. Um, I'm doing my best here, guys. Like, y'all can't. I'm getting like woke whiplash. And it's like last week, or with the Will Smith thing, or there was people like, well, sometimes the people take it too far, but this time it's right. This time it's serious. Or last time it's fucking serious. And it's like, you, got, you guys got to fucking like understand how intense it feels on this side when every week people are whipping turning something we said into evidence that we are intolerant pieces of shit you know or it's always like oh the veil is down i always knew they were racist homophobes oh we can't pretend now to be woke and all this shit and dan is fucking sick of that shit and 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 understandably and we all are so his snap judgment is like, you know, fuck you guys, just shut up. And, you know, people are calling me homophobic. Dan knows I'm not homophobic, okay? He's standing up for me, which, which he's being a good friend and a good a supporter. So, you know, 
so I totally understand Dan's reaction to say, you know, just shut the fuck up and unsubscribe, which, you know, obviously he was heated at the moment. But too heated. Understand too heated, okay. But understandably, you know, it's 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 not sometimes it just doesn't feel reasonable with the woke whiplash we get. And uh I understand cuz like I'm sorry, but me and Dan both know we're not homophobic, okay? And I just refused I refused that title. I do outright for both of us. It's just not the case. Go ahead, Dan, if you want to say anything. Oh, I mean, yeah, it, it again, I think that uh, a lot of, well, so there's two main things that people were really mad at me for. One was what you're talking about, um, which, uh, again, I, I think I overreacted. I don't know. It was just a mood thing. And like you said, it, it really wasn't even about that particular thing, but... I mean, anybody that frequents our subreddit or goes into the comments section of YouTube uh, knows what you're talking about. And, and you know, it, it gets exhausting to, to just feel like you're... Every week people are saying, you're not good enough. People are gunning Be better. better. Yeah, so, Be better. Yeah. It's like, and, I'm trying. Yeah, and I was trying to stand up for you a little bit. Um, I am glad that you acknowledge, though, that, you know, especially I, the, the thing with the caller and, and pushing him when he had established a boundary... Uh, I, I didn't like that that happened either. And, and I'm glad that you see that that was too far and that you accept that. The other criticism that I have been getting, which is really the reason that I was like, you know what, fuck this whole Twitter thing, is that I, at one point during the show, was mocking the caller's lisp. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That uh, did not happen. That did not happen. And if you're saying that happened... Uh, you are either dumb or just being disingenuous. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. There was a moment... People said you were mocking... Yeah, there was a moment late in the show when we were talking about all... Somebody had left a... I believe it was after somebody left a super chat telling us that we suck or whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I think I did a voice that was more so just like a annoying whiner voice, you know, was sort of like I was mocking. And somehow people connected that to me mocking the caller's lisp, which the caller happened like two hours prior to that. So it, it's really a leap to think that I was referencing that. <coughs> and uh, that was really upsetting to me because I would never fucking do that. And, it, you know, again, it, that just that does not feel like people are being genuine. I don't know how you can watch that and, and make that conclusion. If it came across that way to people and you genuinely thought that's what I was doing, I, I, I apologize that that was not my intent. By any means. Well, part of my so, problem, Dan, is that people are making, turning it and making a lot of bad faith arguments that are just total bullshit. Right. Yeah. No, so that, that, that has, the, the overreacting and telling people to fuck off, you know, I accept that that was, that was over the line. The other stuff, uh, I, I don't even know. One thing that I didn't that. appreciate that a lot of people were saying about me is like, the only reason you felt comfortable asking him if he's a top or bottom is because he's gay. That's fucking bullshit. I ask everybody uncomfortable questions. And that was always. That was and the that, point that I articulated very poorly, I admit, but that 
this this is this is what you get with Ethan, man. Like this is was, he pushes boundaries and he pushes buttons and it's not targeted. Yeah, that was one of the top comments on that video too. Ethan is indiscriminate in who he pushes. <laughs> oh, exactly. okay, that's yeah. good. And you can think that that's rude and over the line, and you might even be right. But, but you can't. But you can't, dude, don't you, think that it was targeted. It, you cannot thing. draw the conclusion from one thing that like, oh, well, I'm just targeting this man because he's gay. That's fucking bullshit. Okay. Anyone who watched this show, as that comment well stated, is, says that I'm indiscriminate with my inappropriate questions. <laughs> yes. That's how I fucking talk to people on this show. Yeah. I find it interesting to make people squirm a little bit or make uncomfortable, ask the questions that you know you shouldn't, right? In real life, I'm not like that. But on the show, when I'm trying to fucking entertain you, this is an entertainment show, by the way, I like to create these situations. I think they're interesting. And oftentimes people love you for it. And, but, you know, you're not perfect. But there's, there's people that aren't familiar with me or the show, and they see that, and then they make this whole grand fucking thesis about how I'm only comfortable doing that because he's gay. And that, I'm just, I'm sorry, but I reject. I have to fucking, I'm not going to just sit there and let people say that shit uncontested. Yeah. Now, did you guys notice that the first thing he did before he made this apology was started off as a freaking joke? It was a joke to him. And then all he does in form of an apology is read off the apology he had put on Twitter. But called it a heartfelt apology. Okay, a heartfelt apology you don't have to read for you, from your damn Twitter feed. You could speak that from your heart. And then... Yeah. <clears throat> Not to mention, a heartfelt apology doesn't really sound like this when you're talking about it. That's more like something you're feeling forced to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, but then he proceeds to follow this supposed heartfelt apology up with... Every excuse under the friggin' sun. And even drags Keemstar into it. Okay, look, I know you and <laughs> Keem have this love-hate bromance going. And just to make this clear, I'm not a fan of Keem's either. So, Because I've had people accuse me of supporting Keem and hate Nathan. No, I hate them both equally. I'm an equal opportunity hater here, so no. <laughs> But it should not, that was not the time to bring up Keemstar. And the only reason he brought up Keemstar was to deflect the anger he was getting away from him and back to Keem. That's all that was. That was a poor attempt at deflection. Yeah, it, it really and truly listening to it. And it, yeah, at one point in time, I liked Ethan. I, 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 I used to look up to Ethan. Yeah, I liked, you know, when him and. Uh, Ela, we're, we're together on the show, you know, it, it's like she kind of helped keep him reeled in a little, it seemed like. And, you know, they had some, some decent conversations about stuff. And I, I don't know. It just, over time, I withdrew more and more because it was like the, the past he was going down and some of his views and, and which I mean, a lot of people may say the same about me and uh, it's completely understandable. We don't all look at things the same. I mean, we don't all believe in the same things or, or have the same values, but, um, just my values didn't really align with his. Well, I and, just, uh, I just started seeing some really toxic behavior out of him that just, yes. 
And it broke my heart because I did look up to him so much at one point. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, in everything that I've seen out of the the apology videos, number one, using the terms that he was using, and it can't be said he was using them in anything but a derogatory fashion because when you're using it to put somebody down, that's derogatory. I mean, I... Yes, but he I wants to claim he to... was ignorant to that stereotype. He's ignorant, okay. Uh, All right, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> to a lot more than just those statements, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if he thinks we believe that he doesn't know what he was doing, because I'm sorry, I believe he's a lot more intelligent than <laughs> a lot more intelligent than not knowing that he was being offensive. Yeah, he's a lot more intelligent than that. And oh, I'm yeah. not going to take that away from the guy. The, the problem with but, Ethan is he is extremely intelligent, but he thinks the rest of the world is stupid. Mm-hmm. But what I heard out of all those apologies sounded forced. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was like he was doing it just for damage control or just to shut everybody up or just to get it to blow over or whatever. That's exactly why. He None was of it. Yeah. None of it sounded like he truly meant that he was sorry for offending anybody or or anything of that nature. And then as far as um, the other comments that were made, him standing up, you know, I, I'm going to I'm not going to let him go down this way. Talking you know, about kinda, Dan when he said he yeah. had to defend Dan. Yeah. Oh, my God. With him jumping up like that. Okay. If we had somebody that was part of our show that was telling people to shut the fuck up and to unsubscribe and all this, that, and the other. And was screaming it, repeating it over and over. Because they were calling us out on some stupid shit that we were saying or for whatever reason. I would be the last one to defend them on it. It would be like, look, no, you don't make those calls. If we're going to sink this ship, we're going to do it ourselves. We don't need your help. (laughs) You know, we we have a couple of people that kind of work with us behind the scenes Mm -hmm. on some things. And I cannot see any, either one of them crossing that line. No, it just, it's, I couldn't fathom them doing that. And Ethan is a smart businessman. As a businessman and a boss, he should have went, oh, hell no, and Mm -hmm. dished out some repercussions to Dan. But he didn't. There were no consequences for Dan's actions. And in fact, Ethan kind of went along with it. It was like, well, maybe you're just too sensitive to watch this podcast. Uh, Maybe you need to find a safer podcast to watch, you know. And then he proceeds to go on this rant after his so-called apology the next day. You people just don't understand what it's like to be on this side and every day be told, do better. You're you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. And people trying to cancel you. Welcome to the world you helped create, Ethan. See, my my problem with that, Ethan, is you... Tried to tear other creators' lives apart. Destroy their careers. Sick your foot soldiers on them. For jokes that they made 10, 12 years ago. But now, when it's reversed, 
and over a joke that a so-called joke because he kept saying he it's a joke it's a comedy show him and dan both kept saying that which really pissed me off but i'll get that in a minute now that it's come back on you you're supposed to be treated differently from the people you tried to tear apart some of those people you were helping trisha paytas tell out and out lies about but you're supposed to be treated differently and he even had the nerve to call out um cat i think she pronounces it timbarge something like that anyway she's a i'm going to use this term loosely where she's concerned a journalist for an online platform and um she was you know all up ethan and trisha's butts for the longest you know hey they're so great and anybody they went after she went after too well now she calls him out and all of a sudden he has a big issue with her funny do you not see the irony here ethan and let, let me just go ahead and post his little rant about cat right here but this was the like colossal bad take of colossal bad takes in my opinion now this is Ken, Cat Ten Barge, who I don't have a problem with her. You know, she wrote the article about David Dobrik in the uh, Insider. You know, she seems to be a, a good reporter in that regard, and I, I really have no problem with her. And I just don't understand how someone could actually think this. And I saw this echoed. Uh, by a lot of people. Adam McIntyre, you know, a friend of the show, said, newest HG podcast has so many homophobic undertones. Okay. That's fine. Right? So, okay. You know, that's a fair statement. But then Ken Cat goes, to purposefully and knowingly recruit a queer and gay fan base. So, first of all, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, am I... What do you mean? I'm purposely and knowingly creating, recruiting a queer. What am I on the? What am I handing out flyers? Uh, my run? Am I targeting ads to gay people? To, what the fuck are you talking about? That is just so insulting to me. Like, what the fuck? When have I ever knowingly recruited queer or gay fan? I just find that statement so foul. I'm sorry. Yeah, I it's foul. I. I, I, I but I then she she continues just to shit all over them and perpetuate horrific stereotypes about gay men is a choice now you may not be first of all you may not like a horrific stereotype about gay men i think is like that they're p words or groomers like shit you hear from real people right now today in florida saying like uh they're saying oh you can't talk about gay people in school because they're grooming your children that's fucking horrific Let's yeah. check our tone a little bit. What the fuck? Did I really perpetuate a horrific stereotype? I don't I don't know. I just I like if what I did was horrific, then what is it they're doing? Like can we have some some levels here? <laughs> right. Some some We need answers. some levels. Yeah. Am I per, you know, let's say okay, what I did was horrific. Top bottom stuff whatever. A a joke in poor taste. Genuinely, I would like to hear what Cat describes as like every mainstream conservative describing gay people as groomers is if so what is that we got it we need some levels here but okay that's not even the problem she says uh perpetuate horrific stereotypes about gay men is a choice so she's saying 
I've gone out into the world. I have recruited queer and gay fan base. To, and then I put them in a room. And, and now I'm, I'm going, you're fucking the worst. So I've, I'm taking them and I'm beating them up. <coughs> how, how can you watch the show if you think that about me? This is what I'm saying. Some people, I think, are too sensitive to watch this show. So I'm never going to be, I'm trying my best. I'm always trying my best. And I hope you guys know that. I always mean well, I'm trying my best. But if you think that I'm this horrible, this is the worst shit. If this is who you think I am, how the fuck are you watching this show? To purposefully and knowingly recruit a queer and gay fan base just to shit all over them and perpetuate horrific stereotypes about gay men is a choice. So there you have it. I am choosing to... I'm sorry, but this is fucking insane thing to say. I mean, I'm sorry, but no. I just completely refute it. Uh, without reservation, just a hundred percent. And I'm sorry, Cat, to put you on blast, but you know what? I've saw I saw this echoed. I read the comments, and I personally just found it a horrific accusation. And it's and it's gross. It's just gross. And I don't even know what it means. I'm still baffled by what she means by purposefully and knowingly recruit a queer and gay fan base. What the fuck are you? What does that mean? What have I done to recruit gay fans? I, I don't know. I, I, How do you even do that? I don't know what that means, genuinely, either. Um, How? I mean, we, we do have a significant uh, fan base. Um, like, uh, but I, I don't, it, it, we didn't go out of our way to recruit them. I I'm happy they, they're, they're just, here. Yeah, I'm, we're very happy they're here, and I I'm glad I, that they enjoy the show. Uh, 100%. <laughs> I'm so happy. Listen, I don't want anyone to stop watching the show, okay? Let me just make that very clear. And the people who were offended, who were able to continue watching the show, and to understand that, you know, we're doing our best here, and we mean well, that's fucking awesome. I love you guys. But, um... I just, I don't know. I found this take to be just a little bit vile, to be honest. I, I don't know. But I have no problem with Kat, and I don't know why she's got to take it, like, got to go nuclear with it. But there you go. I mean, she's been on the show, you know, friend of the show, apparently. Well, apparently, or was, I don't know. I mean, she's a critic of, of this space, uh, you know, and that's that's what she specializes in. She writes on it. And certainly she's welcome to have her opinion and voice it. But, well, but, yeah, of course. But, but yeah, I mean, in this case, I, I don't know. It just seemed, like you said, well, it's like didn't you need said, to go nuke that, that hard with it. Seems a little overboard. Well, it's like you said, she's a critic. She, this is her specialty. And so I feel the need to respond to such a strong, strong accusation. That had some steam to it. You know, I'm sorry, but... Cat, I don't know what to say. Painful. So there's that. Hey guys, editing Mandy here. Um, I was just going through and editing, going over some of this footage and stuff, and realized we forgot to include something that I feel and me and Michael actually both felt was very important to include. And it's a little bit about Adam McIntyre. And the reason we feel it is important to include this is because like we've always said whether we like somebody or not when they do good we're going to point it out and when they do wrong we're going to call it out 
And as much crap as we have talked about Adam and never thought we would honestly see ourselves totally agreeing with him, we pretty much totally agree with him on his take on this situation. And not just because he's, um, you know, going against Ethan, anything like that. It's because he was actually fair and objective with his views on this situation he did two videos on that and i will link them below but we're just really proud of him it shows the growth in him um it shows him maturing and you know even though we haven't always agreed with adam or particularly liked him we have both always thought he had charisma he had a special something about him and that he had a lot of potential could do really big things if he just adjusted the way he viewed some things the way he went about some things and you know so it's it, it was nice for us to see him doing that and um i'm not going to include his videos or clips from here except for one and it was a little joke he made at the begin at well at the end of the first episode well yeah first video he did about this situation and we just thought it was so cute and so funny so i'm gonna pop that in here and adam amazing job dude awesome all right here you guys go <laughs> that's the video anyway look at my new crocs this is more exciting oh shit i shouldn't do this fucking position i'll get a comment from ethan uh you know yeah but now you guys see the hypocrisy coming out of this man and now i just found out right before we started recording in his podcast today to start out the podcast with bitching and whining because his sponsors dropped him over all this and directly pointing the finger at his fans <laughs> wow wow let me just assert that right here for y'all Today we have no sponsors because uh, uh, I am an existential threat to uh, gay rights and all progress. So, of course, our wonderful uh, fans have taken upon themselves to write all of our sponsors and um, to have them uh, can't uh, not sponsor or not to uh, support us. So, we are. Um, I'm very, you know, I'll just say this. It's a, I'm very thankful to our members. Now's the time, and the reason I say that is to thank our wonderful members who support the show by becoming members because it makes this show kind of uh, bulletproof to stuff like this, even though it's painful and emotionally. It just doesn't, it's just painful that, you know, people would do that. There it is. And you know, the other thing is like, you, you you like, you expect a little more of the sponsors in a way, but I get it. There is, you know, it's just transactional for them. But you know, I feel like I, I put so much into the good, our, our good partners and it's kind of crazy when they just drop you like a bag of dirt one over some bullshit, but there you go. I want to encourage you guys, if you love the show and you want to support us and you don't want to get, uh, you know, you want to help us weather stuff like this, then it's a good time to become a sponsor or, or a member, actually, right? 
So thank you, thank you, peace and love, and thank you to all the members. A lot of people are saying something, though, that I will give Ethan and Dan that I do not agree with. They're claiming that Ethan and Dan are homophobes. I honestly don't think they are. But I do think they believe they are better than gay people. But it's not just gay people. It doesn't stop there. They believe they are better than 90% of people in the world. I was going to say just about everybody. Yeah. And the fact that they try to do all this double talking shows exactly what they really think of their audience as well. If you sit back and really look at it and think about it, they will say one thing five minutes later, say something totally different and just expect their audience to buy it. So if you are an H3 foot soldier, please wake up and realize what these people really think of you. They think you are stupid. They think they are above you. And a perfect example of this is, as I said earlier, you know, Dan was all, it's a comedy show. It's a comedy show. And at one point was like, you know, Ethan was like, this is a persona that I put on for this show. But then yet turn right around and say, I'm just speaking how I feel. Y'all know if I quit saying how I feel and being genuine, then this show is over. Okay, so, so which is it that you're saying what you feel and this is really you or is it the persona? It can't be both. No, it can't. And that's just another perfect example of his double talk and showing how stupid and gullible he thinks his fans are. It, it, it blows my mind how blatant he is with this shit, too, and still has an audience. Yeah. I mean, really, man. And there was a, an, another thing. You know, people are accusing Dan at one point. He he put on this little voice, a very effeminate voice, and, and said, so disgusting. People are claiming he was trying to mock the caller's Matt. Again, his name was Matt, Ethan. Trying to mock his lisp, but that wasn't what i heard i heard him and and we've all known very i know i have um more feminine gay men that kind of have a certain way they talk not all of them but but some and i've heard this voice used many times to make fun of gay men that was the voice i heard damn putting on but yet we're supposed mm -hmm. to believe they're not making fun of gay men and don't look down on gay men yeah it's it's kind of hard to to piece that together with all the evidence pointing otherwise <laughs> and it's just they're a joke at this point they are a complete and total joke you want to talk about jokes ethan you're the joke dude and dan who the hell do you think you are to tell people to shut the fuck up? You want to yell, this is a, our show, our show, our show. Well, you've always encouraged your audience to interact with you. It is a public show. Therefore, you are open for public scrutiny. 
So you can't just tell people, shut the fuck up. Why don't you shut the fuck up? Oh my God, that man. And I, I've heard a lot of people say, Ethan didn't turn it into this until after he got involved with Trisha. It's easy to point the finger at Trisha. However, I don't believe that. He started changing little ways and, and showing this asshole side of himself before Trisha. Trisha just gave him a license to blatantly be that asshole. And yeah, it kind of amplified it. Yeah. And now that she's not around, what's the excuse? You're saying and doing even worse shit than you were then. What's mm -hmm. your excuse now, Ethan? It's just unbelievable the arrogance and conceit of this man. And I don't, it bothers me that he wants to act like his audience is just that stupid. Foot soldiers, listen up. You deserve better. You deserve someone that's going to appreciate you. Going to take your feedback in a positive way. Not treat you like you're stupid. And is not going to point the finger at you and blame you when they lose their sponsors because they said some dumb shit. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, what is wrong with him? Yeah, some, sometimes you just, instead of, you know, doing half-assed apologies and making excuses and <clears throat> trying to defend... Uh, the indefensible. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes you just got to eat it, you know? Some sometimes you got to say, "Hey, I shouldn't have said this or I shouldn't have done that." Uh, I mean, <laughs> I've had to do it before. I, I think everybody at some point in time has had to do it, you know. Yeah, I said this without thinking. I didn't realize this would be offensive. Um and I do apologize for it, you know. I mean, <clears throat> Things like that. It's okay to do that. It takes more kahunas to do that than it does to make excuses or to try to defend it. Um, well, I don't know if you realized it or not, but did you catch? He went so far trying to excuse his behavior to compare what he has said to what extreme right people have done and that, you know, hey, at least I didn't do that. <laughs> Two wrongs don't yeah. make a right, dumb dumb. I mean, and yeah. then then start spouting <clears throat> off one of the right's favorite things to say about the left. The left is eating itself. Okay, because you got called <laughs> out for some stupid shit. You're going to resort to quoting that bullshit. But yet you you claim you're an ally. And that was another thing. He made the statement, if you don't believe that me and Dan are allies, then you have no allies. Like he's, you know, the savior of the game. Your only ally. Uh, what yeah. the hell? The arrogance in that statement was disgusting. Yeah. But it just amazes me that this man thinks so highly of himself. And another thing, Ethan, you, you want to throw out terms about the gay community as a stereotype used as an insult toward men that you think aren't manly enough. 
But yet, who's the little baby who won't go to his employee's boxing match because he's scared to run into Keemstar and Faze Banks? <laughs> really, do you need your diaper changed? Turn in your man card at the door, Ethan. You've lost all rights to it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dan, can you shut the fuck up? Why can't I? Shut the fuck up! Unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. He's not serious about that. Y'all don't do that. No, I'm definitely not serious. About that. <laughs> we, we love our subscribers. Yes, and I'm surprised they put up with us. To be honest, absolutely. And one thing that I, while we're on that subject, I do want to throw in there is, you know, we're very well aware that a lot of what we've covered in several podcasts, especially this one, has been very controversial. Yes. Um, very controversial. And like I say, I mean, we pointed out that it's, there's families breaking up because of some of this stuff and things like that. So I want to say thank you if you're still listening. I really want to say thank you if you don't agree with us and you're still listening. Yes. I. We have said in the past, one of the things we want with this podcast is discussion. People with different opinions and views can and should exchange those opinions and views. All we ask is that it's done respectfully. That's it. Other than that, we welcome that. Um, I, when we did the episode where we responded to some of the comments, you know, that was one of the things I had to reiterate to somebody who had left a comment, you know. We welcome that. And I thanked her for her comment. You know, we want a discussion. That's part of why it's called Worlds Collide. That's part of the reason. There's a couple of reasons for it, but that's part of it. And, well, just like with the um, stream team we had put together, the the whole point of that was to show, because we had an atheist, <laughs> a preacher, uh agnostic we had a latina a jew it just basically we had people from all walks of life part of that and that was part of the point was to have all these different people with different views and different cultures come together and work together without tearing each other apart mm-hmm so that's kind of the same thing we want to do here. And speaking of the BCS team, I'm cooking up some stuff. So great. Got that oven on 325 T. Yeah. There's some stuff that he don't, that Michael don't even know about yet. So yeah. I know all. Yes. I know everything. If you don't believe me, just ask. <laughs> yeah. He, he's serious about that. Y'all, unfortunately. Uh, oh, oh mercy. First one to tell you, I don't know it all. <laughs> well, Speaking of creators from from different backgrounds, we want we want to do our our creator spotlight, and I have kind of promoted this person on my channel and in a lot of other ways. He is a YouTuber um, from Detroit, Michigan. A little bit older than us, actually, if I remember correctly. Hold on. I'm going to get you for that. <laughs> yeah, he's actually old enough to be our daddy. 
But he's you, really gonna get you for that. Yeah, I better hide. I better hide. He he's a friend of ours, and um, don't let his age fool you. This guy is younger at heart than I think any of us are. But he is another one who has his opinions, his views, and ain't afraid to express them. And if you don't like them, oh well. <laughs> but he loves everybody. But he's not afraid to call out bullshit, you know? And the way his channel got started was he was rehabbing homes and such in Detroit because... He just loves Detroit that much. That's where he's been raised. That's his home. And he really wants to see it brought back up. And I guess, I guess it could be say that he's seen the rise and the fall. Yes, he, he did. He has I mean, seen the rise and the fall. And just something about his love for Detroit, his love for what he does was what first got me hooked on him. And this has been years ago now that I started watching him. As a matter of fact, it was just, I can't, I was looking up something in relation to, to something we wanted to do to our home. And I, I watched this one video on the subject I was looking for and, you know, how YouTube will pop up the next suggested video. It was one of his. And I just kind of fell in love with him and his energy instantly and his name is Shay Woods shout out Shay I love you darling and I've actually gotten to know him a little bit over the years and Shay is unlike any other creator I have found on the YouTube platform he is very open with his audience um and he actually when Shay says he loves his audience in his community that's not just something he's saying. He has these get-togethers in Detroit for them and, you know, eats food with them, takes them and shows them around Detroit. He's had a few of them to his home. And we've got his phone number, you know. You could call him up, you know. I, I, I call him up. Hey, what's up? You know, Nikki. I know Nikki. Really love you, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 can give Shay hell. She sees him doing or saying something she don't think is right. She will call him and tell him, "Hey, what was this in that video?" And he'll sit and listen. And his community is also much like him is very different from any other one I've seen in the YouTube space. They are called the Shay Show family for a reason because they are like family. Where we all consider each other brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews. And it's a big family. And it's the only community I'm a part of other than my own. Where we have each other's phone numbers. And we could call each other up if we need to talk. Or there's been times, you know, somebody needed help on rent. Or hospital bills. The community mm. got together and they handled that. So it is just a great space. Shay is a great guy and y'all really should. And especially if you're looking to get into real estate, uh, maybe remodeling houses or flipping houses, he gives a lot of information on that. And sometimes you may tune in to Shay's channel and find something that has absolutely nothing to do with real estate or remodeling. Am I right, Michael? <laughs> absolutely. 
I mean, sometimes he'll decide he wants to go for a drive, take the camera with him, and just take you for a drive around Detroit. And while he's at it, give you a little history lesson on the different areas he's going through. I love those videos. So, absolutely, please go say hi to Shay. Tell him we love him. Tell him we sent you. And, you know, see if the Shay Show family is a good fit for you. We'll welcome you. I promise. <laughs> but there is one last thing I wanted to cover before we close out this podcast. And it's involving the two episodes that should be coming after this one. I'm not sure when they're going to come out. Um, one is going to be another podcast episode and it's going to be about domestic violence, not just against women, but against men. Um, we're going to talk about a case that involves someone very close to me, a, a, a man that he did not believe in hitting a woman back no matter what. So he took the abuse she dished out and it ultimately resulted in his death. And we are going to start a series on here that's going to be Worlds Collide Criminally and Paranormally Obsessed, where we cover uh, true crime cases and what is supposed to be true paranormal cases. And the very first episode of that will be the full case of that murder that I just mentioned. So I just wanted to give you guys that warning, that trigger warning, if it's something that you can't handle or don't want to hear we completely get that we we understand so don't click on those absolutely yeah we kind of feel strongly about it and you know want to get get the stories out there but at the same time definitely understand for those that don't want to listen and and trust me they're going to be hard hard for me to talk about um particularly the the one because that was one of my best friends and because i'm a domestic violence survivor so i get it i if it's not comfortable for you i get it okay so you you won't be offending us in any way if you skip those episodes but, Michael, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrap this one up? No, I think, I think we pretty much threw enough out there to the wind tonight. Probably pissed a whole lot of people off. Yeah, hopefully not. And I'll reiterate what I said earlier. You know, if, if you're still with us, we greatly appreciate you. And if you didn't agree with some or all of what we had to say or it, it really ticked you off and you're still here we really appreciate that because you know we don't definitely don't mean to drive anybody off uh everybody has different opinions and uh, i like to think that we can deal with others you know opposing viewpoints and as long as you know it's done in a tasteful way can accept those and move on and, and guys, I know I can get a little fired up, but. A little. <laughs> uh, let me just put it this way. Um, 
we never intentionally set out to offend or hurt anyone. But unlike Ethan, we're not going to say it's a persona and then turn around and say we're being genuine. What you get here is not persona. We're going to share with you our genuine thoughts and feelings. And again, not with the intent to intentionally upset anyone. But we're not going to hide who we are or what we think and feel just to try to avoid that but we do yeah. encourage conversation about it so there's that yep and that's you know that's pretty much all i've got just we appreciate you and uh thanks for sticking with us Alrighty, guys we are gonna quit oh my lord it's been two hours and 30 minutes a long-winded thing. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some <laughs> some cutting to make this a little more consumable. Oh, you got a whole lot to put in here, too. All them, you I know. know. Put I got to put all the clips in. Oh, thing going to be 12 hours long by the time it's over with. Lord, like <laughs> I said at the beginning, y'all, I said it was going to be a long one. We had a lot to say. <laughs> Told y'all to get comfy. Relax. I, I had to do part one and part two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. We appreciate you all so much. And we will see you again very, 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 very soon. Take care. Peace. <laughs>